All right, it's time for another week of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, isn't it, buddy? Bow, 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 bow. Yes! Uh, so, <laughs> before we get started with the episode, you know the drill. We're going to tell you about the stuff that we have going on behind the scenes, like our social media pages, where you can interact with us all week, every week. We're not doing anything else. You can find us on Facebook, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter, at You Can't Disappod. All kinds of ways to interact with us and do fun polls and whatever we feel like doing every week. Yeah, please send us your questions, thoughts, concerns, favorite moment from the episode, your MVP. Um, and you can send that over to our email at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. We also have something else pretty exciting coming up. On okay. February 1st, we are officially launching our Patreon. What? what? We're going to have a few different tiers that have goodies sprinkled out throughout them all, but we're going to do some pretty exciting stuff um, every week live for you guys, and we're going to get to interact even more with you, so we're super excited. Yeah, that's going to be a great way to support us and to help us take things farther while also providing you a lot of extra content. One of the touchstones of that is our new weekly live-streamed pre-podcast, You Can't Disappre-Show, which every Thursday in January is streaming for free on our social media platforms. Those have been a lot of fun, and we hope you hang out with us on those. And starting in February, we hope you'll support us on Patreon and join us there for those live stream events and all kinds of exclusive podcasts. And yeah, so yeah we, we, we've been talking their ear off. Let's get into the episode of the podcast. Are you ready, Stephen? Away we go! <laughs> Joshua was racist. That came out of nowhere. Did it? A place free from darkness. And some are just natural jumpers. It's going to be a maze. Maybe I just didn't want to believe it. Hi everyone, welcome to another week of You Can't Disappoint, a podcast. It, it's to the point of doing this show where it feels like slipping on a comfortable sweater, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like a, a nice pair of, of Gucci slides. Yeah, Steven's got a closet full of <laughs> Gucci slides. Welcome to the show everyone. As always, instant shout out to communities on Twitter, our proud papa gave direct birth to both me and Steven. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they do a lot thing. for us There's over a video. There. Yes, uh, video going up on the Patreon next week. Next uh, week! So, yeah, but go follow Communities on Twitter if you haven't already, because it's uh, if, if you're not following Communities on Twitter, are you even a community fan? I don't think you are. I don't think so. Hi, welcome so. to the show. I'm Zach, and my white gill is doing somersaults right now. <laughs> It's understandable. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Steven, and double bounce me. Do it! <laughs> Cries. <laughs> I hate you! How are you doing this week? I A couple things off the top is, as we're recording this, it's the first day after Inauguration Day. Yeah! And also, by the time this episode comes out, I'll be 24. I know! It's almost birthday time! But I'll be 24. I know that that's still young, but I feel like... Get the closer to 25 I get and the the less progress I've made in life. Well, I feel like I 24 know. is such a cool age because 
it's you know you're when you're 21 you're like oh you're still young you know 22 yeah. you're still pretty young 23 is kind of like a middle ground you're kind of just waiting right but 24 you're you're in your mid 20s you're 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 doing the thing you're an adult yeah and i do feel like i'm doing the thing and that i'm being an adult but i still mm-hmm. feel like that I don't know. Maybe it has a lot to do with the way we're talked to as youngins, but you have that, like, the grand journey of finding the great purpose. And mm-hmm. I think something that's important as an adult is learning that purpose doesn't always equal, like, your purpose and your passion doesn't always equal, like, your career. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's more like as long as you make time for your purpose and passion and as long as you keep going towards it and it's I, but I feel like as a kid we're like you will do something great you know mm-hmm. I don't know You're that's like, I'm gonna be a doctor that cures all the diseases yes <laughs> and instead you just turn into a, a ballroom dancer who's procured all of the diseases exactly uh, pneumonia <laughs> rickets covid several times leprosy I didn't think you could catch that one but sure did so last week you were so confident about 2021 or projecting confidence. Has yeah. that held up? Yeah, I think the year's off to a it's, – it's on a good trajectory now. Yesterday was a cool day because it was, Did- I think, the first time in probably four years that I have been like – probably four and a half, right? Because November is a few months ago. Uh, four and a half years roundabout that I've been like, okay, I'm kind of proud to be an American today. Yeah, and it's weird because like – it's been so far the opposite direction for so long that I am almost like, am I an asshole if I'm patriotic? Yeah. Because you know I mean? <laughs> now I'm my like, like view of patriotism is like MAGA hats and loud yelling, yeah. you know? It's like just like looking both directions and being like, this is nice. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, yesterday was really cool and special and – Watching the inauguration on TV, and especially, uh, regardless of the track record of both politicians, mm-hmm. especially the swearing in of Kamala Harris as vice yeah. president, made me very emotional. And it's a it big was, thing. Yeah. If we have kids, they're never going to grow up in a world where there hadn't been a, a woman in the direct line for the presidency. Yeah. And that's great. It's really cool. It's a better world to grow up in. But it came so shortly after... Like, pretty much as far the opposite of that yeah. you can get. <laughs> yeah. What, the thing that killed me was uh, um, that Trump wasn't even there. Like, he just he just left. Like, that was... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I not that I think of him as the classiest man on the planet, but I was like... even Following a lot of what the last couple weeks of his presidency have been like, I, I don't think anyone really expected any different. Yeah. But he is the first president since... I forget what the fact was. It might was have it like Lyndon like Johnson or something like that? 1890 or something yeah. but that hasn't come to an inauguration. And yeah. the people that hadn't before had a much better reason, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, it's weird. Um, and it was also weird to watch the inauguration because of the lack of people. Yeah. And the way that it's like a historic and hopeful day for America, but it's like in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> and 10,000 National Guardsmen, like, ready for outbreak of something. Yeah, it, it feels... It's very, very dystopian. Yeah, it really feels like we're in, like, a movie. It feels like The Hunger Games. It yeah. really does. But the important takeaway is that despite all of that, the way that America is supposed to work 
worked and things are swinging the other way just like they swinged the opposite way last time and that's mm-hmm. the way things go and it's good and despite all the everything it, it carries on and i think that's that's nice yeah what about on a personal level though how have you been feeling i'm good i've been uh you know just working and dancing uh been i've working been a lot yeah yeah extra extra days but you know gotta bust that boogie you know gotta, bust the move you got you got you know inches of wall space left you gotta cover them with I know, I gotta, listen, somehow. you know, I'm really trying to find something that'll go right there in that little spot. I like spot. those shelves. They, okay, I, like they the are actual really shelving great. fixtures, I'll I wanna get some stuff like that. Sure. Amazon, yeah, really yeah. easy to put up, too, because I'm not, like, handy at all. Yes. So, if I can are figure they, it out. Did you have to uh, put a hole in the wall, or is it, like, command strip type thing? Um, hole in the wall, hole in the wall, but command strips can do quite a bit. They can. That's all my sound paneling is command strips. Anyway, yeah. this is a super exciting podcast conversation. Yeah. Are you still like, uh, I don't know, projecting uh, like uh, self empowerment and improvement? I am. Like yeah, I've, I'm. I've stuck with it for 21 days to this point, which is actually probably longer than I stick with most of my New Year's like things. I'm not really much for resolutions. But well, okay, I, so what does it mean for you? Is your is your daily routine changing because of it? Um, are you a doing little more bit. things? Yeah, yeah. I just trying to throw myself in a hundred percent to more stuff. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think what would be so nice and restorative. Lily and I have been talking about taking a a trip to like a cabin mm. and mindfully putting our phones away and disconnecting. And connecting with each other and like bring a bunch of games bring a bunch of books bring a bunch of music and maybe like write something i don't know i think that would hell be, yeah i i don't i don't know that th- that's something that like if i'm gonna do it i literally have to plan a way to do it or else i'll never do it and i think it'd be fun to that would be awesome disconnect like that yeah yeah there's lots of uh places you can go around here there's you know nearby me you could make a whole trip of it come by see 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 me i guess you that can, had no, no part in the plan you can drive by and egg my house and then uh that sounds nice yeah i could do there. that that's a good start for the we need to do something time. that needs to be a 2020 we need to do something this year for sure yeah we'll see what i have going on <laughs> okay so i think that's as good of a place as any to sidestep into the show that we're here to do yeah yeah, all we're right, here we go. We're talking about season two, episode seven of Cheers. What yeah. What were you about to say? Oh, I was going to go the Parks and Rec route, so I, nice. I, we're, we're good. We were on the same page. We're talking about Aerodynamics of Gender, written by Adam County. This is his first writing credit, but he also wrote Intro to Political Science, the like class president election episode, yeah. which is a good one. Pop, Studies in Modern Movement, which I think is the Annie's Move episode. And Curriculum Unavailable, which I forget which one that is off the top of my head. It might be like the fake clip show episode. Um, well, <clears throat> County so good. In. Okay. And it was directed by the great Tristram Shapiro, who directs many episodes over the course of the series. And it originally aired on November 4th, 2010. Yeah, well... <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'm just thinking of more county puns. I'm I'll not going to say them. They're not good. I'll wait. <laughs> um, I wonder, you know, whether he ever was a county champion. Yeah, see, I told you they're not good. 
Before we get into trivia, let's talk a little bit about the week ahead, because we've got some big stuff coming up. Uh, a week from when this episode is released is the launch of our Patreon on February 1st. Woo-hoo! Super excited about it. We'll talk at the end of this episode about the last two tiers. We've talked about the previous ones before this. And on the launch day, there's going to be already stuff to listen to. I'm going to uh, archive the You Can't Disappear shows from this month. Those will be there for you to listen to as an audio podcast or to watch the video back and i've been working on my side project in the first episode of my side project nerdstalgia where i look at uh things from both mine and other people's childhoods as a war-hardened adult and see if they stand the test of time uh the first one of that will be out that day talking about the spongebob squarepants movie which turned 17 years old this year are you kidding me yes no, I no, I'm not kidding you. You're serious? Yes. I saw that in the theater. It came am I out old the same to... year as American Idiot. Wow. Wow. George W. Bush was the president. Yeah, he doesn't like broccoli. He doesn't like broccoli? No. There was that press conference and he was like <laughs> he's like in like Iraq. He's like in some other country. He's like, nah, I know this is, you know, really important thing. A lot of you have been weighing on your minds. Um, I will. I I'll be honest. I do not like broccoli. <laughs> it was, was like really a real true. He really did that. The president of the United <laughs> yeah! States. and wow. he was still so much better than Donald Trump. It's crazy. Now I'm actually yeah, but... a George Bush fan nowadays. Well, there's issues with that because he's really been softened in the media, and we look at him a lot more warmly. But it shouldn't be forgotten that he was an awful president. He wasn't and... good. I think saying he was a lot better than Donald Trump is an overstatement. I will say the country's mindset and the way it was, I much prefer. But the man in charge and the stuff he was doing and also importantly the way that uh, uh, he could be whispered in his ear to. Yeah, I think that's the thing about him is he was kind of just doing what what Daddy wanted him to do. Dick Cheney. (laughs) Whatever he said. What were we talking about? The Patreon. Patreon. So yeah, my Dick Cheney uh, side podcast. <laughs> the first episode of Nerdstalgia about Spongebob will be out the first day. It's a lot of fun. I hope you check it out. And all kinds of stuff will be going on. There's yeah. one more free You Can't Disappear show next week. Our friend's coming back. Who is it? Uh, our buddy Alex Webster. Yeah, he hung out with us for Contemporary American Poultry. And next week is cooperative calligraphy which is one of the all-time great episodes of the entire series the first completely strict bottle episode of the series yeah. and alex is really cool and really intelligent when it comes to film and tv so he's going to be great next week and we're going to play some games on you can't disappear show the last free one next week on thursday at 12 30 p.m eastern so come hang out it'll be fun it's going to be a blast and a half we played Among Us for the pre-show today. You can go back and watch it if you want. And that was fun, too. Did you have fun? Yeah, I did. I really liked that. That was cool, getting to play with the group of guys. And, and, and uh, you know, I, 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 I stuck true to my name. I said I was going to be innocent the whole time. And, and you, you know, were. You weren't an imposter once, were you? Not once, no. I, I, I was just cooling, doing my tasks. The, to sidestep back to the Patreon for a second, uh, we're going to do all kinds of fun, exclusive stuff there, including the pre-show every week and side projects from the both of us. 
but also we're gonna do fun live streamed game nights, and I think yeah. it'd be fun. that'd be a great way to open up a game of Among Us to some patrons, and you guys mm-hmm. could play with us. Maybe we could all even like hop in a Zoom call or something, totally and play Among Us together. We'll probably do some Jackbox game nights. We'll maybe just do nights where we get on and argue about something. You had an idea about just arguing about stuff recently. That yeah, I just like fun. pick something and we'll fight so, about yeah, it. Yeah, the link is patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. You can subscribe starting February 1st. And a, a, a pro tip is that regardless of when you sign up for someone on Patreon, Patreon will charge you on the first of next month. So even if you subscribed on the 30th of January, you would get charged your second month on the 1st of February. So mm-hmm. come subscribe early in the month if you want a full exactly. month of content. Get the most out of it. Maximize your experience. Why delay your happiness? I even had the idea today is that we should occasionally, through Patreon, totally live stream as we record the podcast. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. And then the edited version will come out at the end of the week or whatever. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about aerodynamics of gender. Let's do some trivia. Trivia time! Every time now, I think of, I think you said it when your mom was on. I always think, act trivia. <laughs> we need to, like, record that and get it played. Every oh, the last thing I didn't mention. Patreon launch day, February 1st. We're doing an all-day live stream. We're looking at 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern. But keep up to date on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram pages to see if anything changes. We're going to have guests. We're going to play games. We're going to have... Uh, heart-to-heart conversations and we're gonna Mm -hmm. beg you for money it's gonna be a lot of fun please hang out with us then trivia okay why don't you go first i've talked too much okie dokie um i have four questions today i Uh, do as well bang 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 um i don't think i have any that are too too hard today but the first one what does troy refer to himself as when playing basketball the bus driver yeah because he's he's gonna gonna take take your ass to school yeah um, I don't cuss, so I didn't say ass. Ah, don't worry. <laughs> Zach's grandparents, he did not say ass. I didn't say it, guys. Um, all right, here you go. <laughs> uh, what is the range of Pierce's dragon flyer? Oh, is it 100 yards? It sure is. <sighs> Ring-a-dingy-ding. Um, what class do the girls and Abed sign up for? What is it called? It's, uh, I'm, I'm going to get the wording wrong, but it's like, uh, female, uh, representation in film. I think, uh, now the first word I thought was feminist representation in media. Okay. Yeah. I I knew it was something like that. Close enough. I feel like that should count because we're doing well so far and don't let me be the reason it dies. Okay. I think that was, that was solid. Okay. What does Abed sometimes do on Wednesdays? It's a line towards the beginning of the episode. Eats in Jeff's car. Yes. Don't tell him. Yes. Great job. (laughs) Woo. All right. Here we go. This is probably my, my hardest one. What does Abed criticize about Annie, Britta, and Shirley? When he like tell, when he realizes that they're bitches, what does he say? Well, surely it's uncomfortable because he mentions her weight. Mm-hmm. Annie makes a like a snorting sound when she laughs. Mm-hmm. Did he liken it to something that I'm not he getting? Like a, no, you're, you're, I was just more like what he's poking fun at. I didn't even need specifics, and, so you're right. He said oh, that her laugh was I like don't, a piglet. When she I'm snorts. trying really hard to remember Britta's. Mm-hmm. I don't know Britta's. 
It's okay. It was her skin, her puffy skin. Yeah, I wouldn't like have gotten she had that. Buttons for eyes. That's okay. Mm. That's I tried really hard. You I'm got sorry. two out of three though. That's like almost a full point. This one should be really easy. What does Pierce see at his trampoline apex? His dad. <laughs> Papa, father. father. <laughs> All right. Okay. What does Joshua say that his tattoo is going to be? Amaze. Amaze. And you're definitely going to get my last one because what is the name of the racist trampoline guardian? Ha, Joshua. There we go. Look at that. That was <laughs> that was that was really 100%. freaking good. Yeah. In total, that was like ninety five percent. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was really solid. Higher. Yeah. Good for us. Let's see if this continues into what we have been sent this week. Uh, and uh, plug to send us in your trivia and your favorite funny moment and your episode MVP for Cooperative Calligraphy next week. It's a huge episode that's really kicking off the string of hugest episodes in season two. So it's yeah. a great time to get on board. If you email us, it will almost absolutely definitely be read out loud on the show. Yeah. <laughs> what do we got this week? All right, Candace the- Point Podcast at gmail.com, people. <laughs> One of us got to know it. Um... This first one is from Danny. She says, hello. Hope y'all are doing great today. I always remember both stories in this episode, but forget that they go in the same one. It's not in my top episodes, but it definitely has a ton of really funny stuff. I laughed a lot with Chang in this one, but my funniest moment has to be, uh, has to go to Troy crying on the trampoline. So, so good. Here are her questions. Okay, finish the line. But then you started bouncing like a baby in the. Nope. I think he says like on your on on a lap or something like that, like a baby on their mother's lap. I didn't get that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll check, but it's a good one. Um, according to Abed, what does Megan look like when she squints, and why? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that one either. Danny, we were doing so oh. well. Um, what class did Britta take with Sharice? It's sociology. Three... Nice. Is that the one that looks like a, a, a man in those jeans? I think that's the one. I just remember Abed walking up to her, and you don't really hear what he's saying, and he goes, it's bad. Yeah, bad. he's like, you look like a man in those jeans. Mm. Bad, bad. Um, okay. In how many days is Troy's birthday? Shown 14. in one of Abed's RoboCop graphs. 14. 14. Nice. That's I one thing that, that in Abed's robot vision yeah. thing... A lot of uh, uh, the next couple episodes, stuff from them is referenced in it. Oh, like, that's there's cool. There's stuff like convince the study group to do another paintball. Or like, I forget off the top of my head what a few of them were, but there were a lot of things from the next handful of episodes, which was Oh, that's cool. awesome. I should pay more attention to that. Um, yeah. Okay. You really, name... really should. Year of Steven, huh? Year of Steven. Uh, <laughs> name a couple of things that Chang is shown eating throughout the episode. Ice cream at Ice the end. Ice cream. Like cereal and milk. <laughs> That's great. And I don't know any other ones. Yeah, I can't remember anything else. But I'll give us credit for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, P.S. Absolutely love You Can't Dis a Pre-Show. So nice. fun. Much love, Danny. Well, thanks, Danny. We like it, too. Yeah. That's become... Uh, it just gets me in the right mood to do this thing. Yeah, And it's I a really lot of like fun. It. Yeah, Super so fun. come hang out with us. And especially when you have to give us money to do it, come do yes, it. Yes, please do. Starting in February. Lots of it. Um... Our next email is yes. from the iconic lord of Twitter, Peep Reviews. Hey, kids, do you Steven have something? Steven and I's mutual significant other. Exactly. Uh, do you have something 
guilty pleasure or even just jumping on a trampoline that gives you the euphoria that Troy and Jeff experience? Ketamine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Guilty pleasure, but like an action. Mm -hmm. Masturbating? (laughs) (laughs) Is that... Um, other than that, I guess, I think, uh, I go to the chiropractor, (laughs) yeah, I go to the chiropractor twice a week and, like, ask them to be, like, really, really, like, hard on me, because I have a fairly high pain tolerance, and... It's like, I haven't been touched in years. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's real lonely during this whole pandemic thing in Chicago, so I think the 30 minutes that I'm there getting my muscles thrown around and jolted and cracked is probably that for me. That's an interesting, because I was thinking, like, childlike. Like, so I'm thinking of you as, like, a child going to the chiropractor, like, oh, my back's really f***ed up this week, guys. <laughs> Do whatever Like, man, I, I to took me. a nasty fall off the jungle gym, and I am not feeling so right. So if we're going more broader with it, satisfying stuff that's guilty pleasure. I don't know. I don't have a quick answer to this question. What about, like, like is there, like, a certain way that you, like, pet your cat, and you're like, ooh, this is good for me, too, or anything like that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have a cat. I don't know what it's like. You just are trying to think of things that I talk a lot about, and one of them is my cat. <laughs> um, pass. I don't have an answer. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, they go on to say that their MVP is Abed because he's just trying to fit in. P.S. Zach, please clean the cast iron skillet. Smiley face with two uh, with an extra chin. Thanks, smiley face with lots of chins, Lil. I Sent make, from her iPhone. I make we make dinner at home every day, just about, and I make Lil clean the cast iron skillet, which we use for just about every meal. Every time, I'm usually <laughs> like, oh, I'll go grab the, you know, <laughs> clean that pan real quick. Thanks. <laughs> Check podcast views on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Lil. Yeah, he's not going to do it. Yeah, thanks for writing in and coming up with something about the episode that we watched together last night just so you (laughs) could passive-aggressively ask me to do chores. (laughs) That's fantastic. Um, Our next one is from our proud papa, Mm. Communis. Mm. Hi, guys. I always thought this was an underrated episode. We get a secret trampoline. What's your favorite part of the heads-up display that Abed uses to annihilate bitches? My favorite is all the references to future episodes, but it is really, but it's really nice. It's a really nice touch to have him commenting, almost actually happening in that episode. As a little part, okay. Well, I guess what was your favorite part of the heads-up display? I'll stop there. I think I'll pick a favorite as we look through it because I didn't pause and stop to read every bit of it. Because I figured we'd do that while we mm-hmm. go through it. Now. Yeah. The only thing I noticed was like the percentage that told how much bitch was of in front a bitch of them. they were yeah i thought it was a a nice touch to kind of see how abed's brain works mm-hmm. but i don't we'll talk more about how i felt about the episode yeah. a little later in the program yeah not uh, terrible but we'll get to it mm-hmm um, as a little part of the broader universe of community-related things, Andy Dick went on to be in at least two episodes of Netflix's Love with mm-hmm. Gillian Jacobs. He mm-hmm. absolutely was in that show a couple times because they went to Slaw together. I've never seen the final season of Love, but I've very much enjoyed the first two. Mm-hmm. And 
Andy Dick was kind of like, oh, you're still putting this guy in stuff? But the episode he was in was pretty funny. Yeah. I like Love quite a bit. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I still think that the the joke of Paul Rust com, com, like uh, making up songs for movies that don't have theme songs was There's some great. funny stuff about that show. Yeah. yeah. Good one for sure. Alcohol! I think there is a non-zero chance that the future of this podcast may be us going through the community casts other projects other stuff yeah and i could totally see us talking about love like two episodes a week for a couple months absolutely when we're in our like mid 40s still mm-hmm. still doing this show <laughs> and i think that really gillian was uh, yeah uh <laughs> um i don't have the answers for you this time it's been a long day but what was the first observations that abed made about the girl sitting up front oh i know one of them it was that her sleeves were too tight and it was pushing There's all her fat towards a- her elbows Bra padding, looking oh. like you're smuggling two fruits or something like that. Oh, I don't remember that one. I don't remember it any specifically more than that. But yeah, he's like the one that one. I remember what he said about the first girl. Um, here's an easy one. Who helped Pierce get the information off the dragon flyer? It was Leonard. Yeah, good old Leonard. That was a really funny scene. Yes. Um, what is the name of Hillary Duff's character? Megan. Megan. Yeah. Um, have a great one, guys. Communities, Matt. Thanks, Pop Pop. Thanks for writing in even on a long day. Yeah. All right. That's that's <laughs> all for that, folks. That was uh, fun. Thanks for writing in. Again, yeah. can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com. Cooperative calligraphy next week. Get those questions in by Thursday, and we'll do all it. have a good time. It's like you're really here. Did you just burp? No, I said do it. I, I went, eh. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, let's move on to the next thing. Let's talk about our favorite funny moments of the episode. Yeah, what was I yours? I think one of them off the top of my head, the two that come to mind, the one off the top of my head is what we, we just mentioned, the, uh, enhance it, enhance it, enhance it, enhance it. it, enhance it. Like how to, <laughs> how to get pictures off of camera or something like yeah. that. And it's like, great, now blow it up. And they make it into a large print. <laughs> that was a really funny scene. And I also really liked... Chang, uh, yo, you just made me snarf, yo. <laughs> With milk coming out of his nose. That was really funny. Chang's inclusion in this episode was completely pointless. But yeah. that made me laugh really hard. It was so good. It was used perfectly, even, even to the point where he was, like, standing outside the study room and Jeff, like, even yeah. calm, relaxed Jeff, slutched the door on him. Uh, my favorite moment had to be the trampoline scene with Pierce uh, yelling at Troy to double bounce him and Troy just crying, saying he hates him and... And it's so funny. Now, here's the thing. That scene was really funny. And the way that they edited edited it together worked. (laughs) But there are shots from behind Pierce where it's very clear that it's not Chevy because he's getting a lot more physical with it. Oh, really? He's, like, lifting up his legs and moving Ah. his arms. And then the shots of Chevy, they're doing, like, some extra camera work panning up and down to To make it seem like he's moving more and when he's actually jumping you he's just like bouncing i don't think he's actually lifting off of the trampoline at all (laughs) that's also kind of added to the humor but it's it is a really funny scene yeah are you ready for your challenge of the week i think i am i'm calm cool collected this segment really has become one of my favorite uh, moments of the show. It's fun. Week. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time to kick it off. Another I have to redeem of... myself because last week was not great. Yeah, but so far, ever since we came back from Christmas break, 
because I screwed up the first one. The last mm-hmm. one wasn't that great. We've got to get it. There's another thing that we haven't done since coming back for Christmas break or whatever. I really liked how in the first episodes of season two, we had this running gag that each episode had a sponsor. And I think yeah. we should continue that. Uh, of course, we have a sponsor this week because we're mm-hmm. businessmen. Yeah. Uh, we can get into that later, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now let's kick off another round of uh, Argentina's number five favorite uh, uh, segment on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Did Steven watch the episode this week? I watched the parts with Hillary Duff in it. Multiple times on my phone. At <laughs> Are you ready for me to kick off the timer? I am. Uh, On go. On go. Three, two, one, go. So this week the boys are playing basketball and the girls are like, ew, gross. And then the boys are kind of getting competitive, but Pierce isn't in it. So the girls join a class about women. Abed comes too and they start talking shit about all these girls because they're kind of rude, like mean girls type stuff. But then the boys find a trampoline, at least uh, two of them find it. They buy some trampoline, really, really fun. Pierce is jealous. He says, drone, I'm going to get you. But then the girls are mean. Then all the bitches are bitches. And Abed calls them all bitches, triple bitches. And then Abed... You you tried really hard. You tried really hard, but you didn't really get into the meat of the Abed story at all. I forgot and uh, Troy and Jeff's names. The Pierce of it. Yeah, you know. It's not great. I'd give myself a C on that one. I, and I gave you a, like a C plus last week. Yeah. This one was faster, but I don't know if the content was actually any better. I think you described more last week. I think I have to say C minus. Yeah, that was not good. I'm really rooting for you in these. I know you've got it I in know. you. It's and so I, hard. There's so much stuff that happens in every episode. You've clearly got the drive. Yeah. So let's talk. Uh, so last week I I mentioned that this was this week's episode, and you didn't really remember it off the mm-hmm. top of your head. Was it more familiar when we watched it? Definitely, especially once, like, the trampoline part I definitely remembered, yeah. um, and then I, I did recall the, the Mean Girls stuff. I, I don't know why this one just wasn't in my mind at all, but as soon as it, like, started going, I was like, oh, I remember this. It's funny. Well, then back that up with how did you feel about it? Do you think maybe there is a reason that you didn't remember this one as much? Um, I mean, it's not the best episode of the show, but I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. I think there's a lot of jokes that don't hold up, but... Yeah, it's kind of... There's one in particular that was really like, holy shit. Did she say that? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I, it's one, it's an episode that would have worked really well in season one, but Mm -hmm. now we're to like the point where community's really blowing on all cylinders. Uh, I don't know if that's a phrase, blowing on all cylinders. That's not it, is it? (laughs) But it's been doing so well the last couple weeks that this was a little off. I don't know. I I will say that I think that, like, in terms of subject matter, this episode is comparable to the Schmidde one, right? Because it's a group that's not the study group that some Mm -hmm. of the study group has to go against in kind of a childish way. Sure. But I like this episode leaps and bounds more than the Schmidde episode. I think on my ranking list I put this below that one. Yeah, the Schmidt episode is, I think, the worst episode. I'm struggling to remember. Do you remember what the subplot was in the Schmidt episode? Oh, that was the one where Choi and Abed were doing like a college the college list experience. Of stuff. Yeah, and it has the bit where they where Pierce pants Shirley mm-hmm. and he gets kicked out of the study group because Shirley's really upset about it. Yeah, I think I might like that episode like a hair more than this one. 
But mm. I don't dislike this one. There are a lot of funny bits. I think I don't know. Let's just let's get into it because I really think that kind of the weirdness of this episode starts from the beginning. the The scene that leads up to the theme song I thought was a little off feeling. It it definitely is kind of weird that they'd be out here playing basketball like this. And it seems the out of like, character. It seems like an episode of Scrubs where they're like playing. Oh my god! It does seem like an hospital. episode of Scrubs. Yeah. I do like Abed's basketball clothes that he's got on. Yeah. I feel like they asked him yesterday if he wanted to play basketball today, so he went to a store and tried to buy these basketball clothes, mm-hmm. which is pretty funny. Choi does this, uh, like, victory dance. They're, Jeff and Troy are kind of, yeah, toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. uh, ribbing at each other while they play basketball. A lot of talk of butts. Some, yeah, that which Britta brings up, bringing the girls who are sitting in a, a table into what's going on here. But I don't know what feels off about it. I feel like even Troy, when he's being goofy and, like, doing the victory dance, something feels off. Mm. And I don't know what it is. Does it feel off to you, too, or am I just weird? I think you might just be weird. <laughs> probably true. <laughs> so the girls are talking about how... Uh, Britta's talking about how the boys are just talking about butts a lot and kind of akin to her thinking fighting is gay in the first season Christmas episode. Yeah, which I now, think is a funny... funny Observation. Yeah. I don't know that we say butt as often as they do here, but definitely, like, kick your butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we do. Brad, maybe it's I, true. The the words beat your ass yeah. <laughs> together I mean, yeah. and that comes out quite a bit you know in, in years later my balls on your butt <laughs> <laughs> that's a really funny moment too mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i that it is kind of they're on the nose of something talking about this but they uh shirley and annie aren't really eating it up that much they're more excited about this woman's uh women in media Mm-hmm. class i didn't see what it was actually called i think they say it in a little bit again they think of it as a good way to get away from the guys and to do something together and i like that they're doing this and the girls all have a storyline together but what i don't like is in this entire episode it's not really like Shirley, annie and britta are doing this it's like no the girls the girls as a unit and i don't think the three of them ever are or really have been a unit like that together you know what i mean that also kind of feels like scrubs yeah you know what i mean it's like it's like the boys are doing this and the girls are doing this one and that's not usually how this show splits it up maybe that's what it is it's a very uh sitcom stereotype Mm -hmm. setup that community doesn't usually yeah i definitely will agree with you this feels like it could be a season one episode now, the pl- both plot lines go a little bit weirder and farther than season one would have. Mm-hmm. But the setups, and especially like the bitches thing, I don't know. It yeah. does feel a little season one. Uh, all the girls are excited. And I like that whenever they're uh, like excited about something in this episode, Shirley always does this move with her hands. Like, yeah. like this excited <laughs> dance that she does. Really and he tries to get them to all come in for a boob bump, which the girls drop down. And that's something that feels like a line out of a male-dominant writer's room mm-hmm. that are trying to write like what girls are doing when yeah. they are boob all off bump. together. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that really before. 
<laughs> it's a uh, men do it. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a uh, this episode does something that a couple episodes in season one did, where the show is setting up the storyline that could let them do something interesting with the female characters on the show when it's very male dominant. And then it always seems like the writers' room don't really know what to do with it once they set it up. Kind yeah. of like in like the bathroom episode exactly from like that early one. season one, uh, where this ends up becoming a in for Abed to act weird, and they don't do anything really interesting with the girls in this episode at all. No, the girls just turn into kind of just a mob of mean girls that's no different from... Yeah. Pierce walks in and starts this chain of events in this episode that I really like where he <laughs> dove way deep into something that the other guys were into like yesterday or a week mm-hmm. ago. And by the time he's done it, everyone else is over it. So they apparently they were into remote control cars and they probably spent like 20 bucks on remote control cars. So Pierce like special ordered this uh, super nice drone four propeller helicopter looking <laughs> that he probably had to wait for weeks to get there. Uh, kind of akin to the ear inoculars from season yeah. one a little bit. And, of course, Jeff and Troy are over it. And they're like, no, we got rid of those cars. You know, we left them at home. I don't know. <laughs> and Pierce does this a couple times throughout the episode where he tries to do what the guys are into, and they're always over it by the time Pierce gets to it. Yeah. I, You know, season two Pierce so far, I've enjoyed his Is character quite at. a bit. Yeah, because he's he's what he needs to be, the confused old man that's just a few steps behind. And that he's angry about it. and mm-hmm. Yeah, I I like Pierce in this episode. But yeah. I feel like I can see through Pierce how not fun Chevy Chase was to work with. Yeah. Al- What's presented absolutely. on screen works, but I can only imagine how annoying it would have been. Because all they do on commentaries is tell stories about how Chevy just didn't get any of it. And he'd <laughs> have to be explained what the joke was or how to say the words. Uh, like right here, he says biatch. I guess he didn't know how to, he said like bioch or something like that. And he didn't get what biatch was and they had to explain it to him. And he like yells about it when he does. So what's presented on screen is really funny, but it's almost like, I don't know. Am I still allowed to like, a uh, like a Kevin Spacey movie because it's a good movie. You know what I mean? It's really hard to separate Chevy from Pierce. So yeah, uh, Pierce is showing off this dragon flyer thing. It's like a drone with a spy cam, but this was a little bit before the popularity of drones, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. But Troy and Jeff are not interested at all because they're playing basketball now. They're on like a toxic masculinity thing and Pierce's uh, purchase was for nothing. So Pierce kind of starts messing with them with the drone, flying it in their faces, uh, Jeff tries to throw the basketball at it and throws it at the girls who are still talking. Lily pointed out to me, and now I can't not see it, that there are a lot of shots where you can see a string on the on the drone. Oh no, it's really? Being carried around by a string, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> the girls get upset and leave uh, because the boys are being all masculine. They're going to go on a journey of self empowerment. But that journey of self-empowerment never comes, so this all feels really false. Yeah. And it feels back to, like, them not knowing how to write Britta in the first handful of episodes. It's weird. Yeah, because Britta hasn't been this, like... Stupid. Yeah, in a while. Now, there's some really, really funny Gillian Jacobs Britta moments. Mm -hmm. But And we'll talk to it more when we get to specific scenes, but there are 
pretty big things where I think the women are doing the wrong thing in this episode, and I yeah. don't believe that none of them would be like, is is this okay? You know what I mean? I, I have a hard time, especially with, like, Britta. Annie. And, oh, yeah, I think that Annie from some of this, I don't think she'd be cool with it all. Now, Shirley likes to gossip and likes yeah. to be part of a group, so that, you know, she'll but roll she with whatever. she isn't really, like... I feel like she's kind of ashamed that she's like that. I don't. I mm-hmm. still don't think that that she'd be all up with Abed. I don't know. It's a little yeah. weird. We'll we'll talk about that as we get deeper in that storyline. Mm-hmm. But the women walk away. The guys kind of laugh it off. And this is how Abed gets involved with their storyline. I think maybe he's realizing that the basketball game isn't really for him, and that seems to be what Troy and Jeff are doing. So he's going to uh-huh. see what the girls are up to. And he decides he's going to join this class, you know, probably just because media is involved. Mm-hmm. And the girls uh, wanted it to be a thing just for them so they could do it together. And Abed just doesn't pick up on that at all. He's like, yeah, it sounds like it. I'll be right there. <laughs> and I feel like I've been that guy in a situation before. Listen, you know, like, that's how I ended up here. I was like, you know, you're like, hey, I'm starting this podcast. I'm really excited. I'm like, oh, cool. I can't wait to do this together. Yeah. <laughs> You were like, oh, I was just going to maybe pretend like I would listen to it. (laughs) Uh, Troy is taunting Jeff for beating him in basketball, and he's doing a silly dance and singing a silly song. Uh, Jeff throws the basketball, and it goes over the the hedge or whatever and that shot right there you can just so so tell that they're right next door to like a sound stage yeah <laughs> it's just this black like void building you can so tell that it's like on a lot they yeah and like I... the set but then they pan over there and it's so clearly a lot and we're supposed to think that there's an, a secret garden with a trampoline just beyond this hedge yeah it's i like that they do stuff outside sure but every time they do you can tell that but honestly, I don't think I ever noticed this until I started doing this podcast and I yeah. listened to the commentary and they pointed it out. But this one is a little egregious. This one is a little bit more standing out. Yeah. So Troy goes off to find the ball and this uh, really kicks off Troy and Jeff's storyline for this episode. Which I really enjoy. Which I enjoy, but the way it kicks off here is weird. Troy goes through this hedge and there's a little bit of a maze to get to this like cool looking half door that has like a stained glass thing he opens it and it's it's brighter like when dorothy is in oz for the first time the soft lighting and yeah the it's really saturated and bright but he walks in and walks towards the ball and this is where the show cuts to theme song and the way that it does it is weird it's clear that Troy sees something, it gets brighter, and then it cuts into the theme song. Yeah, I, that I did think that was transition. weird. It's going to be a fascinating a... transition. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, yeah. Unbreakable commitment. Uh, but then we get to listen to the theme song. So as soon as I think, oh, that was weird, then I'm like, give me some hope. Yeah. Have it a dream. This is nice. What was I talking about before? <laughs> After the theme song, the girls are walking into their class, and Abed saved three seats next to him for What a them. sweetheart. Yeah, but they still want their own space. And I get this I part do. of the girls' storyline. Mm-hmm. But I also think, at this point, I would just sit with my friend. Yeah. I don't think I would be like, I don't know. You hang out all day, every day. It's going to be awkward. Yeah, I... Th- and I get that Abed didn't get the hint the first time, but I also feel like here Britta would have been, like, 
Britta would have said to Abed, Abed, yeah. listen. They give an excuse about how Annie doesn't have glasses, and that's why they can't sit next to him. They have to sit closer to the to the teacher, but Annie's never worn glasses. And I, there's a weird thing where, like, Abed argues whether or not they're telling the truth, but then he just accepts it. And yeah. I don't know if it's just that Abed, like, accepts what he's told, that he takes it as fact. Yeah. Oh, well, he's like, well, why would Annie, my friend, lie to me? Damn. So that's why I was like, why would Steven, my friend, lie to me when I ask him about doing a podcast together? He probably yeah. really wants to do it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, then, you know, Steven talks about the beginning of this podcast. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just thought we'd do a couple of them. And <laughs> you know, I thought we'd. 40 uh... weeks later. <laughs> you know, thought we'd sit around and in Zach's room again and record on his phone, set it on the floor between us. That'd be kind of cute. Mm hmm. So the girls go to sit closer to the front, and they kind of talk crap a little bit about Abed, uh, and like if they should feel bad, and how Abed should have picked up, and this introduces the clique of Mean Girls. And boy, was, not that she's not always, but was this a point in her life where Hilary Duff was just beautiful? I think Hilary Duff has just... Has always been beautiful. Yeah. I'm not just trying to say she is more and more as time even has gone on. more so here than what I'm used to. Yeah. I feel like she's at this great point where she looks very adult, but she's still got a lot of the the vibrance from mm-hmm. her younger days. The Lizzie I, McGuire days, yeah. Lizzie McGuire, of course. I and watched, I, had a big, I had a big crush on Lizzie McGuire when I was growing up. I think... I almost feel like Lizzie McGuire was a little bit before our time. I feel like my sister watched Lizzie McGuire because I she was Lizzie like McGuire a teenager when it was on, and it was kind of like what, like how Drake and Josh was kind of like for teenagers. Mm-hmm. I think. I remember I, watching. I, it. I remember it. when the movie came out. The movie slaps. The movie does slap. I'll give you that one. Uh, I have. I watch a show now that's an insane guilty pleasure, and is mostly just a guilty, not even pleasure at this point. But I just keep watching because it keeps being on. The show that Hillary Duff is on on TV Land mm-hmm. called Younger. Is that on TV Land? TV yes. Land now? It's always been. Well, it started on TV Land and now it's on some different channel. Oh. Because I thought she had one on the CW. Or is, am I thinking of something else? She might have, but I think that's something else. Yeah, Younger, I've heard you. Got, I, I um, want to watch Younger. I would like that. It's It's got. Do you know who Sutton Foster is? Yeah. She's a big Broadway star. She mm-hmm. w- she's the lead in it, and she's like a woman in the beginning of the show. She's like a woman in her 40s yeah. who poses as a woman in her 20s to be able to get a job at this publishing agency. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of cute when it first started. I think it's created by the guy who created Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. And the more it goes on, the worse and sillier it gets. And now uh-huh. I wish I didn't watch it. But That's maybe we should do a podcast about Younger. There we go. But... Hilary Duff is a welcome face to see in a TV show, and it's weird that she's in this, but not exactly billed as, like, a guest star. I yeah, wonder... she's just in it. <laughs> oh, I wonder if this was kind of a point in her career where this was kind of what she was doing. It might be. Because it was after the kid stuff and after and before, you know, a show like Younger, and I don't mm-hmm. think she really went to be really a big movie star after Disney. Maybe she was in a couple movies, but I don't... Yeah, I think she... Yeah, her sister did a lot of, like, Hallmark and Lifetime movies, but I don't think she was in that many. And, like, even now, I feel like Hilary Duff is mostly famous. Like, she's 
She's not really an A-lister. I feel like we know, like, people who knew her when she was young are the people who still recognize her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was married to this hockey player for a little while. I remember that was in the news. Then they got a divorce. She's with a new guy now. She's actually, oh, really? you want to know who she's married to, Zach? The sure. guy who wrote um, Clarity, the song by the DJ Zed. I don't think I know that song. You my Oh. Uh, yeah, that one. She's married to that guy who wrote When that. you started doing that, I was like, this is not going to lead to me <laughs> recognizing, but it did. Mm-hmm. You just said the title of the song in, yeah. in the sing-song voice, and I got it. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, uh, Hillary Duff is Megan, the leader of this clique of mean girls, and they walk up to Shirley, Annie, and Britta, who are apparently sitting in seats that they expected to claim, um, and the girls are really rude. I can see why you liken it to the Schmitty storyline, and I can see why you like it better than the Schmitty storyline mm-hmm. because it's less, um, it's a lot less obnoxious. Yeah. But at least the Schmitty kids are like, it's so stupid that it's a little funny. This is just weird and unrealistic. It's rude. But I do kind of also like whenever they do something on this show that uh, shows that like the other students there are actual people. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. That is nice. But the the girls all exchange kind of quips with each other. Uh, the study group girls aren't really planning on giving the seats up, but then the the girls, the uh, you know guest girls are all really mean to them. Call out things about their appearances and make them feel bad about themselves. So they do call the bluff and they get up and they leave and sit back by Abed and let these mean girls have their seats. Mm-hmm. Which then really ties Abed into the girls' storyline because he's picking up on everything that's happening here, and Abed in her sweater's armpit. Yeah, he Abed starts saying out loud things that are noticeable about these women, and it doesn't start off the way that it becomes because no. Abed just like describes what he sees, and mm-hmm. then the girls start giving him this attention of like, oh, you're being catty, like, oh, you're fitting in with us, oh, when you. When you, when you say stuff like that, you get attention that's positive from us, and it kind of starts Abed's spiral in this episode. Yeah. They like that um, they they like that Abed will say mean things about these girls, and they uh, Abed wanted to be a part of them in this class anyway, so I think he, he goes right to it, the, yeah. the attention that he's given. Now we cut back to this outdoor labyrinth. We still haven't gotten the reveal. Jeff is chasing after Troy to try to find him and the ball, and he comes through the little stained glass half door, which is a really cool set piece. Yeah, I really do like that door. A lot of this secret garden that they've built up looks very manufactured, but Mm -hmm. that one set piece is pretty cool. Also, the, the, the lighting makes me think soap opera. Yeah. It's like that episode of It's Always Sunny when they're trying to, like... Uh, oh, make, make the their bar, bar like, yeah, and trendy. they put that lighting on D. It's it's totally. like that. It's just really like soft, bright. <laughs> we get the reveal of the trampoline, and Jeff, sorry, Troy is going crazy on it, and it's a huge trampoline. It looks like a lot of fun. Did you have? Uh, did you ever trampoline? I had some childhood friends yeah. that had a trampoline, and boy, was it fun. I think think at any age, a trampoline can be fun. Can be a lot of fun. That's why places like Sky Zone, this place Mm -hmm. that we have in Fishers, Indiana, that's which I've never been to. I want to go a trampoline park where there's just different activities. There's a a room where like the both the floor is a huge trampoline and the walls are a trampoline too, so you can kind of like bounce off the walls Mm -hmm. and stuff. And 
There was that place called uh, Bounce City that was open in our town for I a very I was not allowed brief... to go there. Yeah, me neither. I just heard horror stories of how, like, the employees would, like, shoot kids with airsoft guns. <laughs> oh, my God. I'd believe it. That place sounded like a zoo. I'd have friends that go there and be like, yeah, look what I got lodged in my skin because <laughs> they shot pellets at me while I was trying to play. <laughs> it, Bounce City was this... You know, so Sky Zone is a trampoline park, but it, but it's one that it's like a chain, and they put a lot of mm-hmm. money into it, and it's really high quality. Bounce City was like these local people bought the abandoned Kmart that was empty. Yeah, I never stepped inside the place, so they I don't know what it was it like on the inside. But it was not quite up to snuff, I imagine. Like people used to go there to fight. Did you go? How do you? No, I was never allowed. Yeah. My mom but said, did you, you kind of wanted to, though. Oh, yeah, you? I wanted to see what it was like. I did it too. was like, if you've ever heard, like, the jokes, like, the Kevin Hart has that stand-up about where he hires a SpongeBob, but the SpongeBob for his kid's birthday party was, like, smoking cigarettes That's and, like, funny. drinking and, like, calling the kids names. That was Bounce City. <laughs> uh, I also, I feel like the experience of being a young, now, maybe, I don't know if it's uh, different for you, but I feel like the experience of being a young boy growing up in the Midwest mm-hmm. is you, you're you one of two people. You either have a trampoline or you have a friend that has a trampoline. Yeah, totally. But regardless, you're trampolining. Yeah, if you can be on that trampoline, you're on it. Like it you're on living there. living in like a, the neighborhood that I did because like my na- next door neighbor had a trampoline. Oh, that's cool. And I was both allowed, I was both friends with them and played with them on it all the time and was allowed to go over and play on it if they weren't home if I wanted to. Oh, now that's a sweet deal. It was nice. Yeah. But now that I'm an adult, being on a trampoline would be fun. But mm-hmm. I don't think I'll ever have a trampoline in my yard, especially when I have kids because they'd no. probably get hurt. Yeah. But I encourage them to be the f- friend that has a trampoline friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go anyway. get hurt at their house so that their parents feel bad. So Jeff walks in, sees Troy jumping on the trampoline, and calls out how uh, this being on school property is probably a lawsuit waiting to happen. He sees it from a lawyer perspective. Mm-hmm. And brings up that I can't believe Greendale would allow this to be here. And we get the uh, introduction of Joshua, who's played by a character actor named Matt Walsh. I just now, you've not he... seen Veep, right? I think no, we talked about that. He's a big part of Veep. He's is that what it is? so great on Veep. Yeah. The, I think the only person that outdoes him on Veep is Tony Hale. Or Julia Louis. I mean, she, I, he's just as great as she, I mean, she's fantastic on the show, don't get me wrong. I haven't but, like, watched he, Veep, he but it's really definitely well. one of those shows I know that I like need to get to. It's not one that I should watch. It's one that I mm-hmm. would love, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but Matt Walsh is really funny in this, and I do feel like I've seen him show up in other stuff. I feel like he's one of those guys. Maybe, he, maybe he's been in some of Tina Fey's shows. I, I just, that sounds correct. I just feel like reason. he's reliably funny. And you don't know his name, but you probably know his face. Yeah. He gathers Troy and Jeff and says that the place, uh, that nobody knows about the trampoline, and asks them if they had been seen, if they had been followed, if anybody knows they're there. And Troy has this, like, if you know we're alone, are we about to die? Stab us <laughs> with your bush scissors. And I really love the instant vibe and mood change when they're in this space yeah and you see it in joshua the way like troy's like are you gonna stab me with your scissors and joshua's like oh of course not and puts it down really happily and he just has this like bright exuberance that it's such a tranquil place 
of just that happiness. both comes from the tranquil place and his uh, later reveal to be a neo-Nazi. I feel like yeah. he's got some white supremacy glow going on. He does. He explains to them that this place is special. It's a peace and balance and, and, and nourishment of all things. A place free from darkness, which you absolutely don't think of as anything when he says no. it here, But it works perfect to throw into the montage at the end yeah. of the episode. And Troy talks about like all of a sudden he's sold. As soon as he says all those nice words, Troy's like, you know, there is something really magical about being up here. And do you think that it, this is true of trampolining? Is it just fun or is there a, uh, like the the point of apex when you're at the top is Oh, that's what get... it is for me. That's what I like. I like that moment where you're like, <laughs> you're, you are, you are both up and down. See, I think my experience was often, <laughs> you're both up and down. <laughs> my experience was a lot more playing games with other people on a trampoline. Mm. So I feel like I need an experience where I can just be one just with a trampoline. Yeah, you need some solo time. Take some ayahuasca and yeah. <laughs> and and listen to Primus on some I think taking ayahuasca anyway sounds like a terrifying experience, but then being on a which trampoline. Which one's ayahuasca? That's the one that is like the like Mexican one that's like a hallucinogen, like really powerful. Like, Is it the one that only lasts like a couple minutes? I think that's no ayahuasca. I think is longer. I think DMT is the one that's like thirty seconds. Hmm. Anyway, what do I know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. What do you know? What do you know? Do do Who's you like know a... things? Let's find. Let's out. find out. Troy says there's something cool about being up there, and that he was just jumping, but he really felt something, which which Joshua says bouncing, <laughs> like a baby on the knee of a goddess is what ah. it says here. Jeff goes to try it out, and this is when we, they get the rules of this place. And the way that the actor that plays Joshua delivers all of these lines, his demeanor, the way he takes it dead so serious, serious, he's also peaceful and tranquil, he he, he kills it. And yeah. I have to ask, so I think we're supposed to get some, uh, can, some allusion to the book, movie, whatever, The Secret Garden. I've never seen or read The Secret Garden. Have you? Nope. I haven't. I was going to ask if there's anything in here that is yeah, I don't like know. that, but I couldn't tell you. Write us in if it is. Yeah, please tell us about The Secret Garden. If you could write a synopsis and a 200-word count review, I'd be thrilled. On my desk by Monday, please. <laughs> I'll read it on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, the rules are that it has to say secret, because if anybody finds out about it, the place will be taken apart. Mm -hmm. And no double bouncies. <laughs> <laughs> they agree and they switch places and this was one of my favorite funny moments too uh you know jeff bouncing going from plain faced to smile and then like when he finally reaches that apex that joshua talks about for the first time when the camera slows down and just the serene look <laughs> on joel's face right there, <laughs> right there. He, joel really kills this and also the camera crew or the editing however they put these yeah, shots really nice. together they nailed it jeff says you know uh you guys are right and i don't uh mind admitting that you're right which is something that's weird for him he he's only been on 30 seconds and he feels so different and then troy really dramatically reveals that jeff you've been up there for an hour <laughs> <laughs> and I, 
they're all just happy and laughing and 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 nodding and it's really <laughs> funny and sweet and wholesome and truly bizarre it is so weird but i love it it's bizarre in a way that you know community this season has often been really bizarre but they keep finding new ways to do it yeah this is really it's, weird it's not like out of the realm of like reality that two guys would enjoy a trampoline but it's just no one else would do that you know <laughs> yeah so now we're in the cafeteria we're back to the other storyline um the girls in abed are in the the cafeteria and they're basically just setting up abed to keep commenting on people that he sees not just the mean girls now i think it's just whoever they see uh they have abed uh point out their flaws which i think makes the other girls feel better about themselves but this is starting to get to where i don't quite buy that the girls would go along with this. Yeah, I think that they're just picking, like, at every woman there, which I especially think, like you said earlier, Britta would have issue with this because Britta wants to be such a feminist, like, get all the women together and, like, rise up or type of thing. Or if not even that, if not even, like, too feminist to go along with it, I just think she wouldn't care. I don't think she would get jollies out of this like the others seem to be getting. Yeah. I kind of buy that Annie would a little bit because she was unpopular in high school and now mm-hmm. she kind of gets to feel what other people put towards her. And I, like you said, I kind of get why Shirley, you know, she's always been a little gossipy. But yeah, yeah Britta seems a little out of character here. Mm-hmm. And I don't like no. uh, the, the negativity in this episode and the stuff that Abed calls out about people and especially like this shot right here where he talks about like someone's belly hanging over their shorts and then we see like a uh, an egregious I keep using the word egregious and I don't think I've used it right either <laughs> uh, the, this egregious uh, <laughs> shot of a woman with her belly kind of hanging out of these two small shorts and I don't really like that one that the character Abed is saying stuff like this and mm-hmm. it's being encouraged and I don't really like that they're sh- uh, having actresses do that also. Yeah. I don't like, know. It's a little weird. Yeah. I agree. I think that's it's it's not very nice. And, but like, there's girls, one thing to, like, you know, poke fun and be kind of mean, but I would expect better out of Abed and Britta here, you know? Right. And the girls are eating it up, and they encourage it. And Abed even says right here, like, but this is the type of stuff that I need to keep to myself, right? Like, that stuff is mean. And the girls continue to encourage him. They say, oh, well, yeah, it's mean, but it, it it's nice to hear it about certain girls because they're bitches. And those are the people you're allowed to make fun of. And Abed, this kind of starts his computer analyzation mm-hmm. of what constitutes a bitch and what doesn't. And he kind of spirals out of that, which leads to him just being mean to everyone a little bit later on. Yeah. And it's just, like, not a good color on anyone, and it's not that funny either, is it? No, it's really not. I, I mean, some of the digs that he did, like, earlier on were kind of funny because the people were being mean, but the ones who don't do anything, it just comes across as really, really crappy. Yeah, but I, I, I think it reflects worse on the female characters because Abed is being encouraged, and mm-hmm. we know that he is probably autistic and he doesn't always have a well and he also knows that like these are things that he thought already he wasn't supposed to be saying but then they told him hey do this we like this yeah people that he trusts to tell him what's right and what's wrong uh aren't being very good role models yeah this episode to abed and especially someone like well like annie and britta both they always really take care of abed 
Mm-hmm. But now Abed is kind of let loose. He says he's going to buy them all a soda because he likes the attention he's getting and he wants it to continue. Mm-hmm. And now all of the girls are excited about Abed's presence in what they're doing because it feels like he's one of the girls. But Abed didn't go to get a soda. He's gone up to the mean girls and he's calling them out uh, one by one. And this is when we start getting the Chang stuff. And and I, every time when Lil and I watched this, every time we saw Chang, they would just be like, why is Chang there? Why is <laughs> Chang in this? And I guess it kind of continues the thread of like he really wants in on the group and he's always yeah. trying to insert himself to it. But more than anything, it's a really egregious example of they have to put Ken Jong in just about every episode so he mm-hmm. can be a series regular. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny, the Chang stuff, just because, you know, a little extra, like, ooh, bird. It's funny, but it's so pointless. That's fair. What's what's the point of anything, Zach, you know? Um, wow. Nothing, I guess. Next I guess week there is on no You point Can't Disappress Cass. <laughs> we replace Zach because he's dead. Oh, no! Ha, ha, ha! But we don't call attention to it. It'll be no, next we'll week. just like, switch Hi, and I'm see Steven, people notice. And I'm Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm your host this week. That was I, kind of a Conan O'Brien voice a little bit. Yeah. If I could get Conan, that'd, that'd be, be great. great. <laughs> you know what? One of the only podcasts I've ever listened to is it's the Conan's Conan. podcast. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I listened to it. I haven't heard all of it, obviously, but... I'm almost caught up with it, but I oh, wow, nice. work out of my car, and sometimes I'm in my car eight hours a day, so I'll just pick a podcast and, like, marathon it. Mm. Um, but let's talk about the scene of community. Uh, the girls are being the, – the mean girls are being rallied on by Abed pretty hard, and, and the other three girls from the study group, they kind of come up to Abed, and they're – uh, you can tell that they're a little bit anxious about this. They think it's going to go badly. They didn't. They they thought it was funny when Abed was saying stuff to them, but they don't exactly think it's it's funny uh, when he goes up to people and starts saying to them in person. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't last because Abed obliterates them. Yeah, he he flames all of these girls. Yeah, he flames <laughs> all the girls. Chang makes it very clear the winner of the situation. Uh, but also, the mean girls are just being increasingly more mean about the other women. Uh, not just to Abed, and I think that kind of makes the study group girls be like, okay, fine, say what you want, yeah, obliterate them. Uh, and he, yeah, he talks about uh, stitching in ratty panties, which made it in the <laughs> laundry day thing, and that's when <laughs> Chang spits out his milk. It wasn't milk and cereal. He's eating like spaghetti with milk, yes. and he's like drinking. He, like, spits out milk through his mouth and nose, and he laughs. And the way that Ken sells this as a accidental thing, like, as it... Yeah, it doesn't look like he's, like, spitting it, it out. It doesn't at all. And it's really, really funny. And the way that he says, damn, that diss made me snarf, yo. <laughs> <laughs> On the audio commentary, they said that that's something... There are a lot of little lines from Community that became inside jokes on the set that they mm-hmm. would just say all the time and i guess that was one that they say, they say it about once every half hour like damn that dis made me snarf yo <laughs> i like and they that say it like that too like that dis made me snarf yo like like you've got <laughs> stuff coming out of your mouth it is a <laughs> he's got it dripping down his chin it's super funny and nobody 
gives it any type of attention. No. Nobody notices it. Nobody says anything to him at all. This is one of my favorite disses in the whole episode. I really my favorite, too, were the panty one. Yeah, but she's like, you're dead. And Abed so quickly is like, you're bow-legged. See you. (laughs) Oh, the girls are snapping. Uh... Uh, there's this is my favorite Britta moment here the way that this is the first this type of weird Britta I think we've gotten mm-hmm. the way that she stands up on top of the table and she's like this cafeteria is hereby declared a bitch free zone and then she's like oh, 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 oh. And they said in the commentary that she wasn't supposed to do like that dog howl <laughs> thing. And they were in the writer's room watching it. And everyone was like, what is she doing? What is that? And they were all like, it's keeping, it's oh staying Oh my god, in. that's hilarious. Gillian's really, really funny when they let her be weird and funny. Mm-hmm. The scene <laughs> now it's after the the in, or after the commercial and it looks more green screen but it's like a blue sky background and first we get Jeff jumping up and out of frame on the trampoline then we get Troy jumping up and out of frame and it's going back showing the oneness that they've created by trading turns on this trampoline and doing a killer uh uh, uh what's the word damn it my brain's buffering. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't need an adjective. They do an egregious uh, reinterpretation of the opening theme song montage to George Lopez. Oh, yeah, that's... I got you. Did you like that show? No. Yeah, me neither. I would just wake up, and it was 3 a.m., and it would be on, and it would be George Lopez's 45-year-old head on a child's <laughs> body, and I would know that it's time to go back to sleep now. Yeah. I didn't like that show at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Steven's really racist, though. It's yeah, that's what it is. Thing. Just couldn't get so, past the cultural wall. The boys are sitting on the edge of the trampoline. Josh was talking to them. They're all, uh, they're talking about how at, at peace they feel, how great they feel. Josh was glad that they've seen the light and he wasn't sure if they'd understand it, but they <laughs> seem to. He says another racist line and some are just natural jumpers. Which yeah, I didn't catch that, but that's really funny. One. And even, they don't call it back at the end, but even before that, uh, he kind of looks at Troy when he says some people can't. Like, yeah. Some people don't get it. The, there's another really funny moment where they have to leave and Troy's like, we better bounce. And they start to get up and then they're like, oh, bounce. And they start kissing each other and and, yeah. and then they put balls on each other's butts. Yeah, it happens. Meanwhile, in the hallway, this is where we meet Sharice from sociology class. And she, okay, so Sharice told Britta that she walks like a dude, which is pretty mean and weird. Yeah. So, again, we're still on the trail of Abed's just going after people that have been mean. But it's a little bit different this time. This one isn't warranted. They're just like, hey. Seeking her out, yeah. Yeah, go sick on this person, and it's because of something that happened ages ago or whenever. Mm-hmm. But Abed comes up with something, like you mentioned, uh, has something to say about those genes. <laughs> And Abed still, he's like, you guys are sure that it's okay that I do this? And it's a little bit sad that his friends are uh, disrespecting him like this. And, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's not good. Yeah, and they say to him, it isn't that bad when you're doing it to bad girls. But, like, they're bad. <laughs> yes. But they all keep encouraging him. <laughs> Abed says, like, RoboCop. And then Britta says, exactly like RoboCop. 
That's a funny one. That's a good Brita line. Sink her. That woman is a bad robot. Abed goes and attacks, and this is the first time that we see his uh, his his screen. We see on this one, it's, it gives a current synopsis, and it's a synopsis of the episode. It says, Britta Shirley and Annie make Abed into one of the girls with zero repercussions. <laughs> Jeff, Pierce, and Troy learn a lesson about either basketball or remote toys. Because <laughs> that's as far as he knows what I love. Sharice has got an 80% bitch rating. Uh, she's got out-of-style jeans, off-brand backpack, and split ends. And then memos. These are things <laughs> from future episodes. Record Cougar Town because this season uh, Abed gets like an obsession with the show Cougar Town and also Troy's birthday in 14 days. Which I love. He also um, has Annie's cycle projected. <laughs> Which is another thing from next week's episode mm-hmm. because everyone's getting upset about the pen and it's revealed that Abed has like this notebook where he tracks all the girls' menstrual cycles and he's like, I knew you guys were all going to act up today. Like, what's this? <laughs> Oh, no. I forgot about that. So, yeah, Abed shows up, and you're right. Says, you look like a dude in those jeans. And the the woman just cowers and holds her book <laughs> close to herself and covers her mouth. Because she's probably like, and why I, is this stranger man coming up to me and saying and I, I look really like a dude? like the way that Abed's just like, they're bad. 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 <laughs> but this plot line is bad. 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 Don't you think? Yeah. It doesn't hold up under scrutiny. When you watch it, you can kind of... You can when you watch it, you can kind of get into it a little bit, but it does not work, and it's just a bad shade of all of these characters. And mm-hmm. the worst thing is that they don't do anything with it. No, they don't really learn a lesson at the end. And really, the person who gets negative attention is Abed. The girls don't really get called out for how they, they don't suffer any consequences from this. Yeah, and that would have maybe brought it around. You can have your characters do bad stuff like this if it's for a purpose or if it's funny, mm-hmm. and this isn't either. For yeah. Me. I see what you're saying. Definitely seeing that. But the trampoline plot line is both a real standout in the episode and definitely couldn't carry itself on its own Mm -hmm. as a plot line for an episode. So this episode's really disjointed and uneven, and it's like one-third great episode and two-thirds okay episode for me. I Yeah, I, I get that. I think I really, really like the trampoline plot, and I don't like that there are no consequences for the girls in this one because like you said it all falls on after work for the girls Mm -hmm. they all have moved backwards and that's what you don't like to see like they've stopped doing that with jeff jeff now is like such a better person better character i can't remember the last time it was like the season lawyer episode the first couple episodes of the season when Jeff was being weird to Britta, and then yeah. Jeff was being kind of an asshole with Alan. But I think in those situations, we were being like, this is bad, but I can kind of see where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And now it's been a solid since... Since then, like, since the first two or three episodes, yeah. Jeff has been, like, been on awesome. Roll. Yeah. <laughs> the girls all give Abed a reassuring thumbs up, which, again, is just sad. I hate that they're doing this. But now we get to go back to the other plot line. Uh, Troy and Jeff walk into the, <laughs> the study room to Pierce, who's continuing his thread. He uh, is putting on some basketball clothes, and he's ready to shoot the rock after studying. <laughs> and just like they were, it's so silly with something like basketball, but just the same way they were over RC cars, now they're like, oh, we're kind of over basketball. It's like that, I don't want to, it's that, that meme where they're dropping Woody, I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Pierce Scott, uh, one of his classic lines is, uh, I'm gonna slit your butt's throat. Yeah! <laughs> totally proving the butt thing. He throws the ball and they miss it, and Pierce is like, 
nice catch, losers. Go get it. But then he feels bad because it's because the other guys don't want to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. They're not into basketball. And I love through this scene that they're in the study room and Troy and Jeff just have this, like, cult glow about them that's really funny and that Pierce totally picks up on. He's like, what's up with you guys? Why are you guys acting like that? Jeff's comfortably <laughs> and shows that he's wearing Uggs now. And Pierce, gay boots, lady, lady boots, boots. <laughs> gay wad. But I love more the interaction where Troy's like, do you like those shoes? And Jeff's like, oh, they're the best. Right, he's like, and are Jeff's cool? like, but I'm sure your shoes are fine too. And I love Troy's, you know what? And then big smile. They are. It's <laughs> a really funny moment. And Pierce is just like, are you guys on weed? He said, I'll smoke you two under the table. Pierce, they've mentioned this on the commentary, too. It's just like Pierce will do anything. He just wants to be included. Yeah. It's like, are we doing drugs? Give me some. Like, are I'll we playing well. basketball? I'm in. And no matter what, he's shot down. <laughs> the girls and Abed come into the room. The girls are feeling really high and, and, and mighty. They feel like they're doing the campus a favor by like uh bringing all of the bitches uh down a notch yeah and they could have easily done a couple of things to make the storyline more satisfying like if they talked a little bit about how or showed that like none of these three women were popular girls in high school Mm -hmm. so they're really getting off on being able to do something like this yeah you kind of get why i don't know it's just very 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 surface level for a show that usually you can see the character's motives. There's a you little bit of Goddess something behind it, yeah. Sure. Shirley wants Abed to come to the bank with her just so they can talk bad about someone. Uh, and then the guys are just like, yo, take it easy, <laughs> man. But then now the girls are on a power trip, so now they want to point Abed towards Jeff. Yeah, uh, and Abed tries to. He makes a comment about Jeff's shoes because he thinks Jeff's a bitch now, and Jeff just totally takes it. He's got no problem. Shirley does her dance again, and then we get a shot <laughs> of Chang, who's right outside the study room doors, eating ice cream and and still reacting to these these burns. And I like again, they don't call any attention to him. They don't say no, anything. No, even Jeff serene, calm Jeff. Yeah, shuts the door and says, let's all take a deep breath and find some center. And Pierce can't take it. He has to know what the guys are hiding from him. He feels so left out. And Pierce, uh, feeling left out of the study group to the point where he becomes the villain of the study group, Mm -hmm. is a big theme in season two. Yeah, for sure. We've kind of seen it a couple of times before this. And the end of this episode does something that's a big push in that direction. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to see how they're, uh, as difficult as it is to write stuff for Chevy, I'm sure, how they're building up this nice little arc for him. Of him, like with the oldsters, the hipsters in the other episode. Yeah. Like, with him, like he really wants to be a part and he, sure, he's got his issues, but he really just wants to be a part and he's turned down every time he tries, no matter who he's trying to, and it's going to drive him away. Uh, and it, it, it leads to a, a pill addiction, which is what we're getting towards, which mm-hmm. will be interesting to track the storyline as it becomes bigger yeah. and sillier. <laughs> Pierce says, tell me how to get laid, what? Tell me how to get laid back or I'll kill your families. (laughs) They told a story on the commentary about how uh, Chevy really didn't want to say that line because Mm -hmm. on his way to work that day, he heard like a news report of someone's family getting killed. And he was like, 
if I say that, people are going to think I'm making a comment on that, and it's not going to be taken very well. And Troy or Chevy, it's not live. <laughs> Donald was like, "What Chevy doesn't understand is that stuff like that happens like a lot, so it doesn't matter if you <laughs> say the joke." <laughs> That's funny. Britta gets the girls and Abed to leave because they're bored with this situation. They want to go back to making people feel bad about themselves. And then Pierce says to the boys, I'm watching you, 24, 2010, the year that it is. <laughs> he's, he's trying. He strolls out. He, he, he does balls. the, like, I'm watching you hand, like, pointing at his eyes and pointing at them. But he says, these balls on your butts. <laughs> Really, really funny. Choi and Jeff now, they're like, okay, now we can leave. We can go bounce before lunch. Uh, and bouncing before lunch is like the camaraderie between two stoner uh, do-nothings that yeah, are like... Yeah, let's go have a quick little bouncer. Uh... Let's, go, let's go take a bounce before lunch. <laughs> it's like going on a walk at the family cookout or something right? like that, you know? Uh, Choi says, okay, fine. Let's just make sure that Pierce isn't hovering around, which he appears not to be. But of course... Uh, the dragon flyer that we've set up earlier in the episode is going to be following Jeff and Troy to see what they've been up to. It's driving Pierce crazy, and he's got to see what they're doing. <laughs> it's a really dramatic like tracking shot of the dragon flyer following after them. Troy and Abed, I, I always want to say Troy and Abed. Jeff and Abed like escort each other underneath the Still hedge not. to get to the secret area, and Pierce. Um, excuse me, sir. It's not Jeff and Abed either. <laughs> egregious how egregious of you so uh pierce has been following them and gets the video <laughs> but can't see it yet because i like how you know the show understands that there's another step he's got to get the video mm -hmm. footage and watch it and we see him and leonard in the library on a computer and they've got that classic like csi thing where they're like enhance the picture enhance the picture enhance the picture and they have this magic csi software that makes a that can a enhance pictures yeah. photo in 1080p <laughs> and you think they're blowing up the picture what happens but they're not they're blowing up the instructions of how to do it of how to get the footage and so it's super funny. funny. This is a really funny moment. How to download photos from your spy camera. <laughs> there it is, Pierce It's says. one of those great misleading community jokes. I mm -hmm. love it. In the cafeteria, now the girls get to be mean to some other girls for them being in their seats. And they're not willing to get up, so they sick Abed on them. Uh, but now they're starting to do it, too. Yeah. The girls are also starting to throw these negative quips at each other. And, and look at Britta's face, how she's just really eating it up. Mm -hmm. The girls are just backing her up. And they get people to leave. And they don't see at all, at all, that they're doing the thing that started the thing that they're doing. And Abed, as always, is still questioning it, doesn't know what's going on. But he kind of puts together that, no, they're being bitches. Mm-hmm. Here we get some more uh, computer Yeah, vision. We see get Rudolph for Christmas, confirm mom for Christmas, so like the uh, mm -hmm. Abed's uncontrollable Christmas, and make, make blanket, blanket for, for it. You've got Shirley's cycle, and also the synopsis has changed. Britta, Shirley, and Annie make Abed into one of the girls, which backfires. Jeff and Troy discover a relaxation secret, confuses and frustrates Pierce. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it does change. 
Uh, and now he sees that the girls that he's been trusting are bitches. So he starts making fun of them. He tells that Annie snorts like a piglet. That's what I didn't mm -hmm. get on your trivia question. Uh, he tells Britta to be careful with her skin, that her face is puffy and her eyes look like buttons. <laughs> and then tells Shirley, and I think this is really this is crossing really the rude, line. Yeah. Not just Abed, but they shouldn't have written this about the main actor mm -hmm. on their show. I'm sure this hurt Yvette's feelings. Yeah. And you have to act it. Yeah. I didn't uh, like this. This was not yeah, the, comments, the the one that I was like, did they just say that? But this one was not good. Comments on Shirley's weight. Yeah, it's not like you can't get away with that. It's just that's in bad taste. Yeah, especially for like, I don't know. I feel like Shirley's weight is not something that has come up on the show before. It's not something she's talked about or that yeah. has been like a joke. So I think that's kind of shitty. So I guess we're wrong that the girls don't get any type of punishment because that's kind of what's going on here. Mm -hmm. um, Abed's classified them as bitches and uh, starts hammering on them and they can't handle it and they don't yeah. feel so good anymore. They say they were just joking and if that makes us bitches, we're all bitches. Yeah, they don't learn anything at all. Mm -hmm. They just uh, uh, push the problem away from themselves and say another thing that screws up Abed. So now he just thinks everyone is a bitch. So Abed now goes insane and just starts pointing at everyone he comes up to, saying something that's wrong with them. Uh, we get more of these computer shots. I haven't been stopping each of them. But it's just this, uh, you know, Abed just pointing, bitch, bitch, you're a bitch, bitch, triple a bitch. bitch, you're a bitch, triple bitch. Not crazy about that either. Not crazy about it. Yeah, I, I, I the only thing I literally liked, uh, I thought it was funny when he was like, bitch, bitch, triple bitch, I'm a bitch, you're a bitch. That made me laugh just because it's his like delivery was funny. Yeah. yeah. You're all bitches, triple bitches. <laughs> bitch, bitch, bitch. Hey, bitch. Bitch, you bitch. I'm a bitch. But, yeah. And I do, okay, so they are really disjointed storylines, but they do kind of mimic here the anti-tranquility going on with the girls uh, when they try to go off and do something mixed with the tranquility that the guys are finding when as it's they just go them, off and yeah. do something. Uh, they're both just laying on the trampoline completely at zen. Uh, they, it looks like they took a nap together. They're just comfortable together. But Pierce uh, appears through the bushes, and uh, it looks really, really silly with the saturated lights yeah. on him. <laughs> and he startles the guys out of their tranquility and, you know, totally ruins it, which is awful. It's like walking up to someone who's on acid and being like, <laughs> yeah, that, that that describes Pierce It'd be entering a tranquil environment for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like a horse in the hospital situation. Okay, okay says, what is that meme? I, I saw a picture of a horse leaving a hospital, and I didn't get the meme joke. I don't know if it's just this, but John Mulaney has a bit in one of his stand-ups where he doesn't talk about politics, uh, and he talks about how he doesn't talk about politics, but he mm -hmm. likens Donald Trump being the president to there being a horse in the hospital. That's hilarious. And how there are like people who are like, oh, but look at what the horse is doing. Or like, oh, look at the, the points that the horse is making. Yeah. Like, maybe we should hear out the horse. And then John's like, yes, but there's a horse in the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> that's really funny. And, I, that's what I assume that meme is. But yeah. yeah, Pierce is the horse in this hospital. Yes, he is. Dragonflyer Bioch. Bioch. So this is the secret. You two sneak out here and hang out on the big gay trampoline. And you know what? I think for once Pierce might be right and trampolines might be a little gay. Are they? I don't know. I I think that a trampoline is for everyone. Well, just because things are gay doesn't mean they're not for everyone. That's fair. Uh, look at 
RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, look at uh, Ellen DeGeneres before last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look yeah. at I don't know who else are the one or one of like five ex- Billy Eichner. Everyone likes Billy. Eichner, Everyone likes I Billy Eichner. Uh, Luther Vandross. Everybody likes. I didn't Luther. know he was gay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. And trampolines. And trampolines. One of the many. Uh, and Stephen Baker. One of the one of the many homosexual things that can be enjoyed by all. You know, you'd think that, but it's uh, that's really underplaying it. You know, I think that's it's a. What's, what's the dean say? That's like, that's oversimplifying it. Uh, yeah, that, well, that's rude and not the complete truth or something <laughs> like that. But Pierce calls them out and, uh, you know, Pierce, like, wants to call them out and to find them and to prove that they've been hiding something. But I feel like he, now he's like, what do I do? He just, like, swings his arms. I feel like now he's <laughs> like, you guys want to jump? Yeah. And Jeff tries to say, this is a place of peace and you've ruined it. And Pierce does. He says, now it's mine too. And he walks over to hop himself up on the trampoline and look at these shots this is where you can see here chevy's jumping a little bit he's <laughs> jumping himself but now that you see the behind shot you can tell he's barely bouncing yeah he, they have this one shot of him jumping and then there <laughs> it's hit not it's someone doing their arms all wild and i don't think it's chevy no but he demands that they double bounce him which of course is one of the, it's against the, the rules. Golden rules of the place they're yeah. not supposed to double bounce but if he doesn't, if they don't double bounce him, he's going to tell everyone about the trampoline, which is also one of the rules. So they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. And I think they would rather double bounce someone. Yeah, than they have made their the place right decision. Be found. Yeah. So they do, and Jeff's about to do it, but Troy has like a like a, a sacrifice, a sacrificial. Well, I thought Troy Jeff was about a, to go grab the sacrificial moment. What? Jeff was about to go grab the the shears and kill him. That's what. <laughs> Because they showed I, they the shears. They were going to kill Pierce, or they were going to kill the trampoline. Pierce, he, because he was going to expose the trampoline. I so Jeff, I yeah, because they showed the like shears, that. and then right. Jeff like starts to walk towards them, That's the funny. other way. Yeah. God is my witness. I will tweet it. <laughs> That's me when any local business treats me wrong. <laughs> These fries are lukewarm. How I dare will you tweet it? I am what? never coming back to this establishment. Troy hops up on the uh, on the trampoline, and it gives us an excuse for a great Donald Glover cry. Yeah. As he's forcibly double-bouncing Pierce. Look here. Look at how the camera moves when Troy is bouncing mm-hmm. to when Pierce is bouncing. Yeah. It's like wilder movements that I feel like uh, signify more movement than what's actually yeah, happening. Yeah, way much more. Oh, But boy. the funniest visual of the whole episode, and I have no idea how they they would have shot this, but Pierce gets that glorious double bouncy that he wanted so bad, <laughs> and he shoots up to the heavens, and he gets the the biggest tranquil apex moment of any, and says, "Father," which doesn't quite make sense to me because his Pierce's dad's alive. Dad is alive. Yeah, they're just not close. Exactly. And then it zooms down to Troy and Jeff. It's a really impressive shot, and I'm not yeah. sure how they managed to do this. But then we hear Pierce scream, and we go back to, like, outside the secret entrance <laughs> to the garden, and he he f-ing falls into a trash can and hits his head on it and breaks his legs. I love the way they had, like, him fall, like, crash into, like, the bush and then, like, flip down, like, with even more force <laughs> into the immediately, dumpster. immediately he starts yelling, secret trampoline. <laughs> they have an illegal trampoline back there. <laughs> It was his fault what happened. Yeah. 
So they shouldn't have double bounced. They should have just said what happened. They should have, I don't know. They, Pierce was going to screw them over no matter what they do. Yeah. Now we're in the cafeteria. We're getting towards the end of this subplot. Uh, Abed is still broken and just making fun of everyone he's seeing. And Abed, I'm not saying that Abed shouldn't have been looked negatively on in this mm-hmm. episode. Uh, it's just that the girls should have too, and they weren't. Because yeah. Abed here, he he's now the bitch mm-hmm. more than anyone else is, and he doesn't see it. He he still is like calling out other people that are bitches. Yeah. This is what all the bitch stuff, all the bitch talk is another one of those storylines that just feels a little bit silly to to dive this deep into. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. It's, it, sure, there's some subtext, but there isn't like there should be. Uh, Abed's still making fun of everyone. He's walking through the cafeteria. Uh, someone says to him, you're just mean, which he is. Mm-hmm. And then he sits down for his lunch, which is an apple juice and a banana. <laughs> and I like this line he... He, he stabs the juice box and says, nice, who taught you how to be a juice box? <laughs> that was a random little thing. And yeah. then he notices that physically everyone in the cafeteria is distanced from him and looking at him. And uh, he's confused by it. He doesn't know why it's happening. Yeah. Now we're in the library set and uh, Aved confronts Megan to, I guess, talk about what's going on. He comes in peace. Troy, oh, I always say the character name. Donald Glover on the audio commentary said that this uh, this library set, yeah. that the crew and set dressers, they stuff it all with like these out of touch, like 50s racist, like the Not modern f- Negro in America type oh my books. God, and that's like how to, ha- how to be a black person in society. Like books like that that are real <laughs> that they just stash this set with and they all like play around and look at them. When they're, I'd believe that Greendale would have those books there. Yeah, well, because they don't have money to spend on No, books get whatever there. they can. They're spending it all on dances and paintball games. Yeah. Abed says he comes in peace to Megan and compliments her kind of, but it's a super backwards compliment. And he wants to restore the natural order. He uh, gave a bun- He gives a stack of cards with a bunch of insults to other people, I think. Mm-hmm. And then we cut away from that for a second. I, we're not sure exactly where that's going, but we cut to the trampoline being demolished. And... <laughs> It's a guy with a chainsaw taking down the trampoline, and the guy next to him has a blowtorch. And he says, get the blowtorch over here. It's such a very Greendale way of Right, of this. dismantling a trampoline. Even Jeff says, well, that's a little excessive. Yeah, they're lamenting their loss, and they find Joshua, who has, of course, been fired because of the secret trampoline he was hiding. Uh, and, and they feel bad. They feel like this nice, kind man that had this oasis now lost his job because mm-hmm. of them. The other shoe drops when Joshua <laughs> says, well, you know, and he says it just as kindly yeah. and plainly as he said anything else in the entire episode. He's like, well, you know, it's my own fault. Guess it's what I get for trusting some black guy. <laughs> and at first they laugh and then they're both, what? Choice, what? <laughs> and it's clear that Joshua is uh, not just a serene guy. He's a weird, extreme racist. Racist, Yeah. And we, uh, we, we leave Joshua with that. He thinks that non-whites ruin everything, when it's very much the opposite yeah. of that fact. <laughs> right. And Choi has a moment where he's like, oh, my God, he was super racist, and we didn't even know. It came out of nowhere. But Jeff says, 
did it. And we see a really great brief montage of him saying, a place free from darkness. Some people are just natural jumpers, which is awful. <laughs> and then the extra shot of, it's going to be a maze. While well, he has a huge swastika tattoo on his chest. The guy who played Joshua uh, uh, improvised, it's going to be a maze. Really? I guess they threw around a bunch of different lines of what it could be. That's funny. And uh, one of them was like, oh, this is U2's original logo. Like, <laughs> like just different shit like that. But I think yeah. the maze thing is really funny. Mm-hmm. So they've realized that this place of tranquility that they've built, much like America is realizing, this place of tranquility that we've built uh, was built on white supremacy and racism <laughs> the entire time. So... If by enjoying the tranquility were you by proxy a racist white supremacist, they're learning that just like we're all learning. Not and saying they did that it I think eleven the years Trump ago. administration was an oasis. The Amer- the idea of America is an oasis. Yeah, but it was definitely built on white supremacy and racism, and mm-hmm. it, it continues to be just like this trampoline. What were you about to say? Oh, that they were making this discovery about eleven years before the United States seemed to realize it. Oh, you! Th- I I think we've probably got another eleven years at least to go before. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we did have like a pseudo coup like uh, two weeks ago. So yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. We when we recorded that week with your mom, and we were coming in like excited and energized yeah. to start the year of the podcast. We've got all these big plans, and now, especially after uh, January twentieth, I feel a lot more energized. Oh yeah, but it was just like right away, was, like, <laughs> everything was killed because. <laughs> White trash idiots. <laughs> because tried the Duck to Dynasty the guys decided to. <laughs> and then, did you see some of the videos that were taken from inside the Capitol where they were just idiots while yeah. they were inside? They were talking. They got into the Capitol and they were like uh, twiddle dicking around and they were like, uh, well, I guess we should vote on something now. Yeah. Like shit like that. And it's like, what? So you're going to try to overthrow the government, but your plan stops it. Let's get inside the building. It's literally that Plankton meme where he's like, well, I didn't think I'd get this far. And then they were like on Ted Cruz's desk and they were looking at this paper that he had. And they were like, overthrow the results in Arizona. What? That's a bad thing. We hate Ted Cruz now. How could he? Then I was like, no, no, that's a good thing. That's what we want him to do. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Ted's with us. Ted's a good guy. <laughs> Every single one of them a true Joshua. Yeah. Of the of the right? tallest degree. Jeff and Troy are having that uh, having that realization. Troy says maybe that it it was always there, and we just didn't want to to see it. And maybe that's what the lesson is here. Purity that demands exclusion isn't real purity. Mm, wow, that's what a pretty a great line. Yeah. Truth bomb. Maybe paradise is a lie. But this moment that they have, this kind of profound, doesn't get much time to land because Pierce shows up, both of his legs are broken. They talk a lot already about how much Chevy hated having to be dressed up like this. And I guess they would like say things about his feet and they'd be (laughs) like, you have weird feet, Chevy. And he'd be like, stop talking about my feet. (laughs) (laughs) But then he had to wear this for like 10 episodes. They do really come to a point, don't they? It's like triangle toes. Very blocky. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, or sorry, Pierce says paradise exists right here as he's like all up in a wheelchair and he puts his hand on his heart. 
and they agree with him and Jeff offers to buy Troy some ice cream because his white guild is doing some <laughs> worth, worth it. Worth it. Pierce gives a thumbs up and uh, takes this this pill, and we're foreshadowing that he's going to have a problem with this. Yeah, so he, because you... He takes the... it and says, paradise. Yeah. It's like, that's what I meant all along, was the drugs. So now I see what's happening. Uh, obviously, this is what happened. Uh, Abed gave Megan a bunch of mean things about him, mm-hmm. which is sad in sweet that Abed would do this now, now that he's able to see how far he went, he wants to turn it around. And Megan says a bunch of really nice things to Abed. Uh, Abed doesn't really take any of it to heart because he expected all to happen. Chang's ready for another uh, another round. Of, Chang's like Wilmer Valderrama on Yo Ma. <laughs> Cash money. Oh my god. Yo mama. This was the one that was I thought was not funny at all. That his mom was, was, a lizard, your mom, was a lizard. Like your mom was a lizard who got raped by a muppet. Who got raped by a muppet? Like what the? Yeah, f- <laughs> yeah. If your joke has the word rape in it, you should probably reconsider the joke. Yeah, and stay the f- away from the muppets. Yeah. If anything in this godforsaken piece of shit world that we live in today is is sacred, it's the muppets. It's the muppets. Sorry. That is a pretty far thing. Mm-hmm. And Chang gets all up in Abed's face. He's always there to make it clear who's winning the, the the showdown that's going on. And Abed doesn't say anything. Megan says, too hurt to respond. That's right. You don't have feelings. I thought it was a nice acting moment, the way that Hilary Duff puts her finger on her nose. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little character moment. Mm-hmm. And then Megan says, we all feel bad, so we act like bitches to make ourselves feel better. Uh, but you just did it to fit in. And no matter how hard you try, you never will. Which cuts really hard as someone saying it to Abed, but there's but Abed, a whole other layer yeah. that this is what Abed thinks mm-hmm. of himself. Yeah. And that's kind of relatable and sad. And yeah, this moment, the way it ends with Abed, I guess it works maybe a little bit better than I thought it did, mm-hmm. but not enough to justify the storyline, I don't think. Well, I think Abed gets resolution here, but the. The girls don't. No. And even Abed's resolution is, it works, but it's kind of like, let's just get this over with. Yeah. Let's just get this problem done. The crowd murmurs and reacts. Chang's really excited, uh, building up the crowd, and they're ready for Abed to to nail in on them. But he's able to turn that off uh, (laughs) and, and put it aside. And then there's just the absolute ridiculous shot of Chang so worked up that he flips over one of the tables that, as you can see in the other tables, the tables are connected to the benches. So there's there's no, so he's like, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but apparently Chang can with his bare hands. Yeah, he can. That's El Tigre. He flips it over while Megan and Abed have a moment, and Megan has this weird thank you moment that I don't think is completely necessary i think they did what they needed to do mm-hmm. and it also snaps the girls out of everything but they don't self-reflect at all they say wow abed that was rough abed says i shouldn't have been mean to anybody i tried to fit in i took it too far oh i guess they do say it whatever mm-hmm. they say we took it too far we became the kind of women that we hate and we turned you into a monster the kind of monster that makes outlandish statements about weight. <laughs> that those things kind of hurt even when they're not true, Shirley says. 
What it is though, it, yes, they say something, but there's no like self-reflection throughout the episode. It's like their end of episode monologue that the writers wrote to end the storyline with a neat bow. Well, and it still sounds like they're, like, talking to Abed, like, Abed, you messed up, but you learned your lesson. It's like... (laughs) Yeah. And they talk about how everyone's insecure. Even Tom Cruise knows he's short and nuts. And we're at the Mm -hmm. mercy of each other, which is really, really true. I think we are all both... And I know some people struggle with it more than others, but I think we're all very much in our head about ourselves Mm -hmm. and very much in our head about what other people see onto us. But if we all understood a little bit better that everyone's really in their head about themselves, yeah. I think we'd not feel so worried about what other people think, and I think we'd maybe feel a little bit better about ourselves in turn. Does that make any sense? Yeah. No, I think so. I think. Do you ever feel bad about yourself, Stephen? Do you ever feel human emotion? <laughs> do you Do you ever get sad sometimes? I mean, there's that that brilliant episode of BoJack Horseman where you hear his thoughts inside his head, and he's just constantly taking himself down himself a you stupid know? piece of shit yeah. yeah and we watched that episode together i remember uh I too. yeah um but like it, you know maybe not everybody is as internally self-loathing as bojack horseman but i think we all have stuff like insecurities and things like that and it really hurts when people bring some of those out sometimes but if we all were a little more sensitive to that i think we'd all be a little nicer like you're there's saying. nothing worse than you've got this thing about yourself built up in your head and then when someone, uh, you kind of both build it up in your head and get yourself to a point where like, that's just gotta be in my head. But mm-hmm. when someone gives uh, weight to that, when someone says yeah. it, when someone brings attention to it, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And Abed definitely did this here, but the girls did too. And it wouldn't have taken much more for this to be an earned moment. And instead it feels much like the beginning of the episode felt like a sitcom setup, this ending feels like a sitcom ending where they just need to wrap it yeah. up for next week. But they all forgive each other. They all hug uh, as Jeff and Troy wheel in Pierce. <laughs> and they don't really care that much what happened to Pierce. They're just like, Annie says men. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing. Yeah. And Pierce is still flying around his uh, his dragon flyer. And we didn't comment on it earlier when he says there's a little man controlling it. Yeah. And we get here that Pierce actually believes and sees that there is a little man inside of his dragon flyer, played by Andy Dick, who is talking to Pierce, telling him things, telling him what to do, telling him what to think, and telling him that it's okay to take one (laughs) of his pain pills and don't let anybody tell you different. So Pierce pops another pill as the, literally the dragon flyer just flies off in a way. <laughs> and he puts the remote down. Jeff asks who's going to be in charge of making sure Pierce doesn't OD. And they all do like, not it. <laughs> when do we start doing that? And that's the end of the episode before the end tag. What a weird last button on the episode. It is a weird last. This episode was weird. It sets up things well. There, it sets up things well for the Pierce storyline ahead. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a disjointed episode that starts weird, it ends weird, and both of the stories, even the one that works better, are weird. Yeah, like this episode's like a six out of ten for me. I, I, I agree, and six out of ten is about as low as Community really ever gets. I don't. Th- maybe a couple times it'll reach a five, but I think mm-hmm. it's usually. A seven, at least. Yeah, normally. 
And the end tag is great, which is really nice. The episode yes. doesn't totally end with uh, with a foul taste in your mouth because we get Choi and Abed in the morning. Have you seen all the memes people are editing of Bernie Sanders from the inauguration, like sitting in with his little situations? mittens? Yeah, there was one where he was on Choi and Abed in the morning that I saw. Oh, that's really cute. And there was also a really good one where he was at the study room table. And oh. there was also a really good one where he was Pierce in the car with the hipsters. Oh, that'd be cool. That's cute. So uh, it's Troy and Abed in the morning. Uh, you've got the people holding signs in the background. They've all got microphones on, even though nobody's recording anything. Yeah. And Starburns is their guest. He's holding a turtle. And uh, Troy and Abed build up this thing as if, like, uh, uh, Starburns is going to do, like, silly <laughs> pet tricks that he's, like, their pet expert. Because, you know, back in the day, all of the late night shows would have, like, stupid animal tricks. Yeah. They would have, like... I don't, did you ever watch much of David Letterman? I watched David Letterman. I watched. Um, I used to watch the Today Show a lot, unless the daytime mm-hmm. one. But I watched a lot of like the ten, uh, Daily Show stuff like that. Letterman would always have um, uh, Jack Hanna on, mm-hmm. who was like an animal guy. And this feels like Troy and Abed just having yeah. a list of things that they do on shows like that and checking them off the list. Uh, they call them Starburns, and I love the Starburns. It's Alex. Starburns joins us with <laughs> Turtle Shelly. And Starburns makes it clear that they just. Uh, they ask the. Shell, uh, we understand that Shelly can eat over five mice a day. And Starburns <laughs> says, that's. Uh, turtles don't eat mice. And then makes it clear that Choi and Abed handed him this turtle, sat him down, put the microphone <laughs> on him, and hoped that he would be an animal expert. And Choi and Abed are like, this is disappointing, as they get <laughs> out of their mug. It's really funny. It's a good end tag. It's a good yeah, laugh it's a at funny the end one. of an episode. Uh, an episode that that is disjointed. It's good to have this. There's the well, good what folks at home right? at the end here that's funny. <laughs> and uh, the fact that you know we didn't really get any Troy and Ibad together in this episode, it's nice to get it at the end. To end it, sure. Mm-hmm. Let's go to Garrett with a check on the weather. It's still sunny. <laughs> that, that was a really good Garrett weatherman impression. Uh, a little too low pitched, I think, but I did my best. And that's how the episode ends. And it's uneven. I think we agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, not bad. Not and bad. I, this was kind of like Messianic Myths and Ancient Peoples where I went into it remembering it as one that I didn't like the best. Yeah. So I was pleasantly surprised by it. Not like I was pleasantly surprised by Messianic Myths. No. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. And I, what I do hate is that I find myself often wishing that there were more regular school-based episodes of Community, mm-hmm. uh, that there was more of an even out in later seasons between stuff going on at school and, like, the big homage episodes. It seems like they really go heavy with the homage. Yeah. But when they turn out a regular school episode, a lot of times it turns out like this, where it's a little disjointed. I don't know. Yeah, I think they had some really, really good regular school episodes in season one, but there are also a few that are just okay. Yeah. But stepping away from that, uh, I don't want to be too negative because I do like a lot of things about this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I'll open it up with my MVP, I think, could go to Troy or to Pierce. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to give it to Pierce. Okay. Uh, just because, and really, I kind of had to stretch for an MVP in this episode. Mm-hmm. I just give it to him because I like what they do with his character in this episode. He makes me laugh quite a bit in this episode, and they're setting stuff up well with him. So I'll give it to Pierce, kind of by default, honestly. Yeah. How about you? 
Uh, my honorable mentions go to Troy and Jeff because I thought okay. they both were fantastic in this one. They were funny. I liked them both a lot. Yeah. But I actually gave my MVP to Abed in this one. I know that he's not his best self, but I think that he is undeniably it's... Abed in this sure. episode and kind of realizes, okay, that's not what to do. Sure. You know, and he does fix it all in the end. So well, I, I can't give it to Abed just because. Abed is the character on the show that there's so many things that are so Abed, that are so unique to community, that make community what it is that I love. And mm-hmm. there are just as many things sometimes that they do with Abed that I don't like and I don't gel yeah. with so much. Something that comes to mind. Oh, I just lo- I just lost it. Oh, oh, I love that we end our show saying from inside the Dreamatorium, but the episodes in season three that really dive into Abed's head and like he's in the Dreamatorium and there's like eight Abeds, sometimes they take his character in directions. It's a little too much. Are a little too weird for me. And this is kind of one of those, so I couldn't give it to him for that. But I understand why you would. I think Danny said it was hers as well. Mm -hmm. Well, but that's wrapping things up. Uh, What's the week ahead look for you? What are you looking forward to in the near future? Um, Honestly, right now, there's like... uh, So on the the anime front, there's a lot of... This season of shows is basically a bunch of shows like coming back for another season. So second season, a bunch of shows is going right now and really, really, really good on a couple of them. Um, I'm excited. We have something in the works that we're recording soon that I think is going to be super duper fun. You and me? Yeah. We do? Yeah. We're, we're going to be guests somewhere. Oh, actually, it's a big deal. Uh, yeah. We're going to be guests on an episode of Six Seasons in a Podcast. Whoop, whoop. When we started this community podcast... All I knew about the network of community podcasting was that there was six seasons in a podcast yep. and that it wasn't a episode-by-episode episode podcast. It was more of an interview podcast, so that meant we could do an episode-by-episode episode podcast. Then, of course, we started one and we met all the other ones. Yeah. Uh, but much like talking to people from community feels like an ultimate acceptance, so does being invited on six seasons in a yeah, podcast. Yeah, it does. All... Uh, like five, like everyone but Chevy and Donald of the main characters, I believe. Maybe not. I, but he's had Yvette, he's had Ken, he's had mm-hmm. Joel, he's had. Uh, Allison, he's right? had a, a lot of the side characters. He's had Jim Rash. He, and he, he's gonna, he wants to have a conversation with us about our little show that we do. And Which I think super that's exciting. really fun. It'll yeah. open more ears to us. That's exciting. So keep your eye out. He's doing a lot of cool stuff right now. He's gonna have a whole batch of new episodes. So keep things. Keep your eye on things over at Six Seasons in a Podcast. And keep your eye on things here. Our Patreon launches Monday, February 1st. Please consider supporting us. Whoop, whoop. Um, I really, really want to... It'll, it'll help us be able to devote more time into making this show, and it'll help us make it sound better. I think it can still sound better. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be the best for everyone if it sounded a little better. <laughs> so chip in a few bucks. Steven's got to eat, right? Exactly. He spends all his money on uh, anime boxes, so... I do, so please. <laughs> so we gotta feed him, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I promise you I will make sure none of the money that you pledged to us goes to stuff like that. <laughs> it's for the show. Yeah. N- <laughs> I think that's about it. This has been fun. I hope you uh, guys keep on Excuse me. Us. Yeah. You're forgetting something very important. Well, I'm still going to talk about, like, our social media and sending the... Is that what you're saying? No! What are you saying? You need to read the next tier for the Patreon, Zach. You are the best, buddy. (laughs) 
You're so right, Stephen. Thanks for pointing out my egregious mistake. <laughs> we still need to discuss the last tiers that will be available for our Patreon plan. So we've talked about $5 and $10 a month. You know, those are the more base level, uh, more affordable, and absolutely just as much we want you to join those tiers. If all we get are 5 and $10 patrons, that will be great. But there are two higher options that will really help us like go towards things like buying sound paneling, buying new microphones, buying new headphones, mm-hmm. uh, maybe buying ads for the, the yeah. podcast, other places. Uh, this is if you really, really want to help us and also if you really want to be involved with the show. Uh, both of these tiers will get all of the things from the $5 and $10 uh, tiers. So to quickly go through those, it's access to all our premium Patreon access to all our premium patron podcasts like uh we'll both have multiple projects and uh, i've just finished uh wrapping the first episode of nerdstalgia which Mm -hmm. will be out on the first day of the patreon you'll get early access to you can't disappoint a podcast when available you'll get access to patreon exclusive game nights and other live stream events access to the weekly you can't disappear show live pre-podcast access to monthly patron-only Zach and Steven Zoom chats. You'll get a weekly shout-out on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. You'll get a handwritten community postcard upon signing up for Patreon. And then now, these are the big things. For the 25 per month, the Level 4 Laser Lotus, we call it, for $25 a month, on top of all those other things, you're going to get not what? I I was just, I was hyping, I was ad-libbing for you. Laser Lotus. I forgot to do sound effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, beep, like in the other tiers, but more so with uh, the $25 a month tier, you're not going to get one, you're not going to get two, you're going to get five entries into all future giveaways. And you can still go enter it all the normal ways to get however many entries that may be. So that would it's be at great least if like you want to win some community eight. stuff. <laughs> we'll do a giveaway at the end of season two. Yeah. So you'll get entries into that. Also, for the $25 a month option, and this is exciting, if you are a $25 a month patron, you will get to guest host an episode of You Can't Dis a Pre-Show with Steven and myself. Woo! That's a pretty, pretty, pretty exciting thing to be able to do. Yes. Now, if you are a recurring $25 patron, we will do our best to have you guest host many times, but the $25 per month will be at least one uh, per patron. A guest host episode of You Can't Disappear Show with us, and we'll totally show you how the sausage gets made. We'll we'll bring you in for discussions on what you want to do, and you'll be a host with us. If you've always wanted to banter with us, if you've always wanted to tell us what you hate about us, it'll be great. Just yeah, give us money. This and is your chance. <laughs> other thing the $25 patron gets that nobody else gets, you know, the $10 per month patrons get shouted out, mm-hmm. $10 and up gets shouted out weekly on the show, but for $25 a month, you can get two extended brought to you by shout outs or ads in two episodes of our podcast per month so if you have a podcast or project that you'd like us to promote a youtube channel uh, a local business uh, or if you just want to be uh, 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 just such a savior of our show that we'll give you a 30 second shout out just to you as a person talk about how much we love you that'll be the 25 dollars a month per month patrons you'll get two of those every month Whatever you'd like us yeah. to, to push, we'll push it. We can be bought. Yeah, can and will. Hopefully. Then moving up, there's one more uh, patron. This is the the high-level tier 
to the true super fans and super friends of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, our $50 per month tier, the five Meow Meow Beans tier, because you'll certainly get five Meow 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 Count it gets five all meows. of those things that we've mentioned already. So you get all of the five and ten dollar stuff. You get the premium podcasts, the live streams, the postcard, the patron Zoom chats, the weekly shout out, the two brought to you by ads. You get to guest host. You can't disappear show, and then you get two other things with the fifty dollar option. You can make Stephen and I review any episode of television or movie, community or otherwise, and we'll record a full premium podcast on it, complete You Can't Disappoint a Podcast style with trivia and with MVP and with uh, the, the coverage that we do on all of the stuff that we do for community. You can make us watch anything. Anything. And we'll do it and talk about it. And also the $50 per month patrons will get a one-on-one Zoom chat or game night with Steven and I where much like the $10 patrons will get a a group hangout, we can just hang out. If you want to chat with us, uh, if you want to play games with us, if you want to hang out, if you want to help us feel less lonely, the $50 per month patron (laughs) will get those things. And that's our Patreon program. It's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I'm super hyped. I can't wait. It's going to be a blast. I've had so much fun doing the the free pre-shows, and I know we're going to be able to do so much more amazing stuff for you guys once the Patreon yes. gets started. More giveaways, more excitement. So next week is a really big week for us. Next Monday, an episode will come out as it always does. It'll be Cooperative Calligraphy with our friend Alex Webster. Uh, we'll be doing on Thursday, before that Monday, we'll be doing the last free You Can't Dis a Pre-Show with Alex Webster. And next Monday, when that episode comes out, is also when our Patreon launches. So on that day, you'll have an episode of our podcast to listen to. If you sign up for Patreon, you'll have an episode of Nerdstalgia and possibly more to listen Mm -hmm. to on that first day. And even more, we're going to be live on the internet all day. Uh, We mentioned earlier we're talking 12 p.m. to 8 p.m., but keep your eyes glued to our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to find out the details on that. And here's the the big thing is it's going to be kind of a telethon. And if we reach a certain number of patrons by the end of the evening, Stephen and I are going to do something really silly. What are we going to do, buddy? We are going to finally get to perform our duet, our 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 signature song together, the beautiful Guy Love from Scrubs. You heard that right. If you hang out with us on that live stream all day, which you totally should, we're going to do all kinds of things. We're going to have talks. We're going to have games. We're going to have guests. If you sign up for Patreon on our first day, it'll go towards our live stream telethon. And if by 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern on February 1st, we reach $200 pledge to our Patreon, Steven and I will be performing full out the song Guy Love from the musical episode of Scrubs. It'll be really silly and embarrassing, and <laughs> I, I hope we get to do it. I hope you guys uh, hang out with us and support us. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I think that's it. Uh, next week, like I said, we're talking cooperative calligraphy with Alex, so send us in your trivia, your MVP, and your favorite funny moment to where, Stephen? Uh, well, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at yes. gmail.com. Yes. Whew. You and can follow us on can Twitter us? Yeah. at you can't disappod, and we're on Facebook at you can't disappoint a podcast. What about those Instagram kids, Zach? Where can they find us? <laughs> they can find us at can't disappoint podcast on Instagram. 
And um, beginning Monday, next Monday, find us at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast for all of your extra can't disappoint podcast needs. Uh, we've been uh, wait, uh, real quick, forever. Zach, uh, the, yeah, my, our producers in my ear, okay. I would be remiss without thanking our sponsor for today, oh, Gorilla Glue. Yes. Um, do you have a lot of deep cuts but no health insurance? Gorilla Glue, close that bad boy up. Do you want to get real high but aren't into illegal drugs? Gorilla Glue, perfect thing for you. Put it in a plastic bag, smell it a little bit, you're going to be asleep. Uh, are you tired of your things breaking and you can't fix it with regular glue? Gorilla Glue! You're a Gorilla Grip guy with Gorilla Grip needs, and the only thing that calls for that is Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue. Don't eat it. Go to GorillaGlue.com with a special promo code, shove it up your pooper, and get 20% off your choice of Gorilla Glue prod... prod products <laughs> while supplies last this code is a limited time offer you got to get in about six seconds after this podcast drops but if you're fast enough boy will you get the deal of a lifetime live egregiously live <laughs> gorilla glue <laughs> from inside the dreamatorium black lives matter i'm zach i'm steven and we'll see you next week in a <laughs> lot of different ways yeah all right Goodbye let's get out of here bye I woke